0: Can you be quiet, please?
1: Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. (laughs) Aoob.
2: What about Aoob? Safula cool neat story was that supposed to be funny there's local politics bud
3: don't go over the rules it'll take forever let's just get to the draft
2: let's
4: get to pumping
5: i got a little taco meat on my
4: chest it's gonna be fun we're we in the
3: we
1: in the thick. i mean everybody gonna be loud i'm gonna be loud with them. We're screaming too like yeah let's go let's go let's do this you ready for this i am now live from the pirate radio studios in the heart of the pirate nation here is your host Clip Brock. All right,
3: welcome in to a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock here inside the Pirate Radio studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. You can find us online, pr927fm.com. And watch our show on Facebook Live and YouTube. You can chime in there with your question, comment, concern. And uh, we got a big one for you here on this Thursday coming up in about 20 minutes or so. We'll talk to the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. We'll talk Baker Mayfield to Carolina. Also, preview the Big 12. Get his thoughts on Texas, Oklahoma. He likes a dark horse or two outside of those big powers. So, we'll talk about that and more Big 12 preview with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, as we uh, continue to get you ready for the upcoming football season. How many days away are we from ECU NC State? We'll tell you in just a moment on the David Price Construction Countdown to kickoff. Steven Igo joins us at 4 o'clock, one day after being on TV. He went to a baseball game, Mariners and Nationals, and uh, actually went to two. It was a doubleheader, and Igo. Uh, was shown on TV uh, when a home run was hit, and we'll ask him about that experience. And uh, we will preview the ECU offensive line and tight ends coming up on today's show so that'll be in the four o'clock hour we'll also go inside the anger management rage room in the four o'clock hour as well five o'clock hour Troy D will be here as will the quarterback of the ECU Pirates Holden Aylers we'll talk to Holden about his trip down south to take part in the Manning Passing Academy he was a counselor for younger quarterbacks and also was able to maybe get some tips from some pros, Peyton and Eli Manning, uh, amongst others. So we'll talk to whole Nailers about that coming up in the five o'clock hour. So all that and a lot more coming up on today's program. Shirley Rhodes is here, C.J. Schaefer is here, and the Chan Man is to my left. Hello, Chandler Honeycutt. What's up, man? How well, you doing? Quite a bit. Uh, I'm. I don't. I'm. I'm in a good mood today. Talking football with Nadu. Football with Igo. Football with Holt Nailers. Yes, sir. Football Thursday edition Missed, uh, of Pirate Radio Live.
0: Yes, sir. Missed Igo yesterday, ready to talk offense, line, and tight ends today with him. Missed him yesterday because, as you mentioned, he was at a Nationals game. Nationals ain't worth a turd this year.
3: Tell but, you who uh, it is. Uh,
0: I, the Mariners. Stif- the Mariners. The Orioles. <laughs> the Orioles. Which you can hear right here at Pie Radio.
3: The O's and Mariners cannot lose. Uh, they are both on huge streaks right now. O's went again last night. So they are uh, continue to be red hot 10 in a row for Baltimore. But enough of that baseball stuff. Oh, I do have baseball news. Cliff Godwin, extension.
0: Extended. So no shocker here. Which,
3: uh, I think Cliff even alluded to, to it when he was here. I that was
0: going to say he kind of had a little teaser i think when he when you guys talked to him and wrapped up the 2022 season and said that there was something in the works and the works was a seven-year contract extension
3: yeah so cliff godwin here uh through 2029 and uh that is great news that they were able to work that out uh he's happy uh
0: so uh, let's keep this thing rolling a seven-year contract extension is enough to be the longest contract extension for any ecu coach in history
3: ever ever well deserved obviously for cliff Goblin. we got some basketball news as well as the schedule uh opponent assignments are in and east carolina will play everybody in the conference home and home except they will play memphis on the road only mm-hmm. and i guess some good news they don't have to go to houston this year i'll <laughs> take that
0: gosh Last year was disaster.
3: Last year. Every year is a disaster yeah, when they true. go to Houston. Uh they will get them at home where they will try to pull a major upset like they did two years ago in Minji's Coliseum when they upset them COVID year when nobody was here. Nobody was Angry there. Enough.
0: They rushed to court with the uh with the uh cardboard cutouts. That's right. So I had COVID then. You're uh I was out with COVID. You're bad you were out with covid i had covid i was sitting in my bed with covid and watched that uh just a weird time i'm sitting in bed there's no crowd at the game We had just just sports trivia we had just beat the what they were ranked what fifth in the country yeah so kelvin sampson and the cougars go down and minji's all right so uh
3: there is your baseball and basketball updates on this thursday before we get into it let's see if uh what the folks are saying on facebook live uh we've got that circle that's spinning the circle that's spinning the circle that's spinning yeah meaning that okay here we go robert matthew says hello hello more on that in a moment steve hill says clipper burgly uh bergley burgly uh bergley burgly. Uh, uh, and uh jonathan says nice lid there clip uh it is uh once again fell out of the sky yesterday uh, thanks to the hat gods and the wood ducks gods for uh sending this one down to me
4: why would they do that
3: <laughs> i don't know brian but they did uh, they did and i'm happy they did uh shirley by the way did i say hey to you no hey
6: shirley well you introduced me oh, okay. at the very beginning you
3: didn't um, exactly you say hey here. you didn't say hey i keep right. forgetting to say something and i remember it after every show i went to my grandmother's i guess last thursday it might even been the thursday before and then you were off on that friday but anyway she was talking about shirley day and 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 she said um i like shirley she's always nice when i call there at the station (laughs) so i wanted to pass that along that grandma brock says uh she appreciates your kindness
6: oh well Thank you. I appreciate that. And I try to be nice. There you go. Yeah. Most of the time, it's it's. There's very very few occasions where somebody does something they shouldn't be doing, and I have to be not so nice.
3: Yeah, I would say like unprovoked you're you're fine like yeah if nobody messes with you you're not gonna mess with them
6: well lord
7: forbid somebody rolls down their <laughs> doesn't roll down their window at the drive yeah, good point yeah that
6: and i'm and i mentioned this in our staff meeting on monday that happened to me twice last week
3: well now people are looking out for your red mobile yeah and and like like if i see you behind me i'm doing it now for
6: well sure. i tell think you people what don't listen to this show if you think <laughs> that that made me mad wait till the rage room later on today oh, again oh, because geez. boy howdy do i have one that i am going to unload on
7: she said boy up. howdy this is a big one yeah, yeah when
3: you hear that bh you know something big's coming boy howdy Boy howdy chandler honeycut. let's do it i gotta Shirley. take off this sweet lid but oh. i gotta put this one on
2: hey Shirley, don't do it yet you
3: know what we should do guys
7: what
2: we should decorate our hard hats
3: Stickers? Paint? What do you think?
6: I think that it would be fabulous.
3: We could make a. We could put logos on the side like they're football helmets.
6: I have a bunch of Winona Herb stickers that I have no use for because I've already taken up all my laptop space. So, hey, I could put it on my hat. Herb that hat up. Herping I'm herping up. it. I'm herping it. That oh.
3: hat is herped up. I'm going to put a Washington Commander's W on mine. It's going to be cool. All right. Serious business. Chandler
0: Honeycutt. Shirley. Give Shirley the instructions. Shirley, what I need you to do is to put that fat truck of yours in it- reverse. Back it up right now. Back, back, back it up. You mean it,
6: this big old thing?
0: <laughs> that big old fat thing.
3: It is the ECU football countdown to kickoff brought to you by David Price Construction. Run by ECU alum David Price. David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale res- residential renovations and additions. Give them a call today, 919-291-5532, or visit them online, DavidPriceConstruction.com, for all your commercial or custom residential and building needs. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. Partner! Mid-July, Chandler's you're starting gonna, to really feel real. It's all starting to come together. We have been gone for a couple weeks. We haven't done this in a while. Ooh, how many more days do we have until East Carolina kicks it off with NC State? Clip,
0: would you believe it if I told you? Give me multiple choice. All right. A, we are... 76 days away mm, i don't
3: think so b i don't think that's right
0: we are 92 days away mm, closer but no i don't see we are 51 days away okay i might i might come back to that one d we are 64 days away
6: e all of the above
0: i'm gonna i think i'm gonna go C. Ding, 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 We have a winner. 51 days away until wow. ECU NC State. 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 Touchdown State. 51 days until ECU NC State, Daddy Ficklin Stadium, Greenville, North Carolina. Holton Nailers versus Devin Leary. Dave Dorn versus Mike Houston. You've got the matchup of all matchups. Jeff Charles versus Gary Hahn. It's going to be an awesome Saturday. It's going to be noon. Hydrate, folks, because it's going to be a hot one here in Greenville. Start hydrating now. Start Grab hydrating a, right now. You
3: do a bottle of water a day, two bottles. Make it another half. Throw a half on top of that. 51
0: days away until kickoff. But, keyword kickoff, there's a party going on on that Thursday night. Hmm. That's minus two days at from Saturday. We're at? mm It's going to be at the State Theater, and it's a thing, it's a party that I like to call the Pirate Radio Kickoff Party. And by the way, folks, today is the day to get your tickets. It opened up at 10 o'clock this morning. If you have not get your tickets, get them now because they will sell out. It's a hot ticket. Hot. It's going to be in downtown Greenville at the State Theater. We're going to party like a pirate. The Breakfast Club is back in Greenville. It's going to be a lot of fun clip. Go
3: to pr927fm.com now to get your tickets before they sell out the Pirate Radio football kickoff party back. Two year hiatus. We are fired up to have it. New location. Great band. It's going to be a bash. You should be there.
0: 51 days from ECU NC State. 49 days wow. until we are shaking our tail feather at the State Theater for the Pi Radio kickoff party. All of that on the David Price Construction countdown to kickoff slash party. What uh, what dance are you going to be showing off there? I'm going to probably do the shag, even though it's not going to match up with 80s music. But um, I'll have some kind of little shuffle, some kind of chan shuffle. All right. I'll probably... I'm just going to move my feet.
3: I'm planning on doing a lot of pelvic thrusting.
0: Oh, I, yeah. I, One of these numbers. Oh, oh yeah. I'm going to get into that, too. Okay, cool. You can We can do can we? It. Hey, let's form a circle, and let's me and you get in there and have a dance-off to start the party.
6: <laughs> Just hey, do a little break club, dancing. Crank it up. Yeah, do a little break dancing.
3: It's going to be a lot of bring fun. Bring your own cardboard.
6: It's, it's the 80s.
3: That is true. Get
0: your tickets. Get your tickets today.
3: Get those ducats, folks. All right. Man, that's good stuff. 51
0: Fifty-one days, and it seemed like yesterday we were talking about it being a hundred days, and we were tickled to death that it was a hundred days away from kickoff. And now we're talking about almost half a days from that.
3: Boy, time—it's one of those things.
0: Time goes, it never, and time is going right now.
3: It never stops. Like what I'm saying right now is now in the past, which now that's in the past. Think about that. Think about it. And boy, how about those those pictures of the uh, outer space?
7: Hey, they were cool. <laughs>
3: All in the past, Chandler, what do you think about that? I
0: have no idea what you're talking about.
3: <laughs> you really don't do a lot of current events social media, do you?
0: I'm just you know what do you do? Do you, you remember the
3: name of Drake's new
0: album? No, I don't remember the name of it. I don't remember the name I do that
7: was a question from uh
0: no you the question was right. who who dropped oh, an album yeah I, what is the name of
7: it honestly okay, never mind
0: what is the what's the name of it?
7: Honestly, never mind, oh, that's yeah. it.
3: You yeah. you said okay, though.
7: Oh, yeah, I did, didn't I?
3: But that was a good one. Yeah. I, after you that said that, I picked up on what you were starting to put down.
7: Thank you. I wish Shirley would pick up on what I'm putting down over here. What do you mean?
3: Oh, you want a rim
7: shot or something?
0: Oh, no. Oh, man. Oh. We forgot to do our noggin hits. She left you hanging.
3: Let's do it with our hats. Sorry. All right. That was good. Um, all right. So there's that. Oh, Harold Warner, the third
0: Got to make those birdie putts, HV3. Make uh, your putts. He huh?
6: is, well, he just made a shot.
0: He made a shot? A shot.
6: A shot. What, he, a shot Jeff what a shot, Jeffrey. What a shot, Jeffrey. He is uh, plus one right now.
0: Could be well, worse. Well, that's not good because the last time I checked, he was even. Last time I checked, he was plus he two. He has
6: birdied uh, in the last. So he did make a shot two birdies in the last three holes so he's plus one right
3: somebody's now somebody's heating up somebody's heating up. Cameron Young on top of the leaderboard eight under par day one of the open Rory McIlroy two shots back at six under for second place so Harold right now did you say plus one surely uh that
6: was the last update I had
3: okay uh he's plus two through 13 tied for 103rd oh so uh needs to pick it up obviously um hopefully he'll have a good finish to day one and uh, maybe can make a move on day two
6: now are you looking at the leaderboard on the pga tour website pgatour.com yeah some sometime. I, I i don't know for sure so, so i don't want to say playing? that playing yeah they're still playing yeah
0: he teed off at 10 10 this morning man that's a long round of golf it's five hours is that right? Didn't they tee off at ten ten this morning? That, uh, yeah, unless no, they it, were pushed back. I,
6: I think it got pushed back because they were supposed to start at ten ten, and I don't know if they started right on time.
3: Ah, I bet I can go to the Harold Warner the Third tracker. I wonder if anybody was. Well, up- that's
6: the updates I've been following, and three minutes ago he was at plus one. That's why I said I wasn't sure if that was the correct score or not. Uh um,
3: maybe they haven't updated this hole yet. So yeah, five minutes ago birdie back to plus one so he just birdied and now he's moving on to the next hole there you go nice good stuff good stuff uh yeah let me see if i can find when he teed off because uh right now i'm a little teed off you know what i'm saying Uh (laughs) uh-huh we're going to be teed off here
0: in the four o'clock hour when we open up the anger management rage room that's right chandler i'm gonna steal somebody i saw a uh rage disrespecting me bro thank you penny i I saw a rage on tiktok that i'm gonna steal And talk about a stolen rage. A stolen rage. Yeah, Uh, looks like
3: he was done with hole one at ten twenty five a.m.
0: So it is still going. That is that's strange. It's a long, and maybe that's a long course. I'm not sure. Uh, It's a weird course, which is it's well known for. But uh, yeah, all right. Uh, There is that. So we talked uh,
3: Godwin, Hoops, Harold. And I think that's about it for the rundown. Anybody got anything else before we take a break? Get to the big men on campus, Jeff Nadeau?
0: I don't think so. Let's take a break. Let's crank Wow, up. Chandler uh,
3: speaking for everyone here.
0: Oh, I did CJ say was something? about to talk. Well, I don't, He might have
3: been saying, no, I'm good, but you just kind of took it yourself. Go, CJ. I'm
7: sorry. There was breaking NBA news. Oh, uh, DeAndre Ayton? Yeah. Tell us. The Indiana Pacers have offered a max contract to DeAndre Ayton, which he has accepted. Uh, And the Phoenix Suns have, I believe, forty-eight hours to match it. To match it, or he's gone. Okay.
3: Pacers' previous center was Miles Uh, uh, Miles Turner, Turner, who is is
0: still on the team, I think. But that probably, I guess, that means that he's going to be going elsewhere. I would assume so. Are they about the Twin Tower? This thing. How many year? How many years has it been that the Hornets have been talking about getting Miles Turner?
3: it's been, it's
0: been many,
3: many years. In fact, I feel like they just they went after Roy Hibbert too, like every Pacers yeah. center. Well, we did get Roy Hibbert. <laughs>
7: yes, <The>
3: mission accomplished. <laughs> oh, yeah. So now we can get Miles Turner, and not Miles uh, Bridges.
0: Yeah, I don't even want to say his name right now.
3: I have a question, I, and I was gonna get Spencer Percy on. So the Hornets have money now, right? If they're not going to spend it on bridges, yeah, because they, have... they
0: were going to give him the bag, right? Yeah. So
3: now, don't they have money to spend elsewhere? You would
0: think. And yeah, that's a, that's a good point. <laughs> hey, what? You're pointing things out. You good... haven't done that lately, but gosh darn it, you just did it right there. That
3: was a good point. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. We will talk some football. Big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. his thoughts on Baker to Carolina. And we'll have a Big 12 preview for you as well. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live, Hour 1, back with you after this.
1: Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates for Mexican food and fun it's got to be chico's for dine-in or to go now let's head back in to prl here's clip
3: all right just had our countdown to kickoff david price construction countdown to ecu football and it is 51 days on that countdown ecu nc state 49 days away from the Pirate radio football kickoff party Nothing to get too excited about, but just another sign footballs on the way. We're three weeks away from football on TV, the Hall of Fame game. So mm-hmm. that's coming up on August the fourth. So it is uh, quickly approaching.
0: And you know it's, it's that time of year where you're so ready for football, the Hall of Fame game. You're not going to know anybody yeah. in that football game unless you're a fan of a college and that and, a, and an alumni from your college is playing in that game. But it's football. I mean, we're so ready for football that we really don't care if we know them or not. There will be football and then uh, obviously the the pageantry of the Hall of Fame and shrine stuff that weekend as well.
3: All right, uh, let's talk some football now. Head out to the Pirate Radio Live line and talk to the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. He joins us here today on Pirate Radio Live. Big man, how you doing? I'm doing great, Clip. How are you? Doing great. Happy uh, belated birthday to you, big man. And uh, much like my wife said, do you celebrate a birthday week? Is it still going on for you?
5: No, <laughs> it was on a Sunday, right? Yeah. I uh, I kind of just had you know another day. Monday, I went out with a with a with a friend of mine. And no, I I, I look, I'm not a big birthday guy, man. Honestly, you know, I I, I don't. I think once you pass thirty, it, you kind of don't look forward to birthdays because after you grow older. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate it, Clip, and uh, thank you for uh, remembering. Uh,
3: Jeff dude, joining us, big man. Uh, going to talk some Big Twelve today, but before we get there, a couple things going on in the world of sports. So we hadn't talked in a couple weeks. Uh, I'll get your take on this because we do have a lot of Panthers fans tuning into Pirate Radio. I mean, does the opinion of the Panthers in 2022 change when they add Baker Mayfield? Any, do you feel any different about them and Baker than you did uh, before he got to Carolina?
5: Uh, not particularly. I, I, I'll say this. I mean, I guess I don't quite get it. Kind of. I mean, you gave Sam Darnold a good amount of money. I mean, he really had you know just a, a few games to really prove himself. Quite honestly. Um, I don't know. Do, do I make them a playoff team now? No. I mean, I, I don't I don't think they're very good at the skill positions really outside of McCaffrey, if you consider that a skill position. Offensive line, I think it's going to be a work in progress. Um, I'm not a huge Baker Mayfield fan to begin with. In fact, I think Matt Rule, uh, to be fired first, makes a lot of sense. Look, and that's nothing against Matt Rule. I'm a big Matt Rule guy. I just think, clip. when I say what I'm about to say, you'll understand. I don't think of him as an NFL coach. I think he's a great college coach, but I don't think he's a good NFL coach. And I think they're kind of a team that's just a bit desperate. I feel like they know the writing on the wall. They probably shouldn't give Sam Darnold anything. I don't know why they did that in the first place, if they were going to do this.
3: It has been a mess at quarterback since Matt Rule has showed up there in Carolina. And you look at all the coaches to be fired odds and uh he is at or near the top of those lists in the nfl right now so we'll see uh what difference if any baker mayfield can make there in carolina jeff nadu joining us jeff uh i guess we can go ahead and dive in and and of course texas oklahoma in the news because they are splitting from the big 12 to the sec and i guess mike gundy made some comments today about how they uh, will not be missed in the Big 12. Uh, But you look at the odds, they are the top two teams, the favorites anyway, to win the Big 12 in 2022. Oklahoma, the favorite, Texas behind them. And then you get to Oklahoma State and Baylor. That was actually the championship matchup last year, Oklahoma State and Baylor in the Big 12. So who, who, uh, I don't know, who stands out at the top in this conference? Is it anybody's uh, conference here or is it one team ahead of the others?
5: No, I I think it's one of the more open conferences in America, you know, and I think all the teams at the top have flaws, right? I mean, I think a lot of people will tell you they like Baylor. Um, I've got a lot of question marks. For a team that lost a lot defensively, you know, this is not like an Alabama or Clemson where you're just going to pick up these five-star kids and then they're going to come right in. Offensively, you know, I wasn't a big fan of what this group did last year, quite honest. Um, You know, they were much better in 2020 offensively. Their quarterback position wasn't good. They lost a lot at receiver. So coming into this year, I'm, I've got some question marks about Baylor. As far as Oklahoma, obviously, what do they look like now that Lincoln Riley's gone? They really kind of switch their spots completely. They go from being an elite offensive team who will still probably be pretty good offensively, but now they take on that defensive approach. That's always been the issue with uh, Oklahoma. Can they get stops defensively? Look, if you're going to make me pick a team um, – I'll lean Oklahoma, but I'm not doing it with with, with bated breath. I mean, he's a great defensive coach, but you lose Caleb Williams, Spencer Rattler's gone. You know, Dylan Gabriel's a guy I like. I think yeah. he'll work in that system, but I don't really know. As far as Oklahoma State, I'm never going to pick them to win, but when I look at actual overall teams, I think this team would be the pick that I would make to win this conference. I think Mike Gundy finally breaks through. I think they duplicate what they did last year. You look at there's another year here for Spencer Sanders, a guy that you have to think is going to uh, kind of take his next step defensively. I I love them last year. I thought yeah. they were very good. Um, you know, so they're a team that I, I definitely want to lean on. But could it be Texas this year, Cliff? Maybe. I, I mean, <laughs> they look pretty damn good on offense coming into this year.
3: What about the dramatic? And you say you know Oklahoma going more defensive here, maybe trying to uh emulate the the little brother there in Oklahoma State because Oklahoma State has become a defensive team. It certainly worked out last year for them twelve and two, eight and one in conference play. And that was that's a pretty drastic shift from what we remember about early Mike Gundy and flipping it around with all those wide receivers they had uh there at Oklahoma State with with Blackman and others. Uh but they have kind of done a role reversal. They're they're looking for offense in Stillwater, right? If they can keep up match their defense, they should be really good.
5: Yeah, they surely are. And it's not going to be easy. I mean, they lost Jalen Warren, who ran for 1,200 yards last year. They lost Tate Martin, who had over 1,000 yards receiving. Um, They've got a couple of retooled on the the offensive line. So, you know, I think they're going to be that team. You know, they're going to play in a lot of, you know, 23-21 type of games. You know, that's going to be what their, I think, ceiling is. Now, if I'm looking at who the best offense here is, look, I don't think it's a question. It's Texas. It's that simple. Bijan Robinson's one of the best backs in the, uh, country. Xavier Worthy and, 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 and those guys are terrific on the edge. Uh, Ewers is obviously a high level guy. You still have Hudson Card there. Um, you yeah, know, that's going to be an interesting battle. The question for them is always going to be, can they get any stops defensively? They gave up 31 points a game last year, over six yards of play. Um, they're a group that, you know, they don't bring much back. I mean, they're going to be a great over team. They were last year, going to be a great one this year. I think if I have a, you know, now I think anyone in this conference that looks into this conference will tell you a team that i bet a lot last year and a team that I really like is Kansas state. I was big on them last year. I like climbing. I thought he was great at North Dakota state. I like what he's building there as far as culture. I like Skylar Thompson. I like Adrian Martinez as well. I thought he had a lot of potential. I don't think he was properly coached at Nebraska, Um, I kind of like what they have there. I'm a big Deuce Vaughn guy at running back, uh, and they bring back a pretty hardy group on the defensive end. To watch out for K-State, is this a Colin Klein type of team? I'm not sure, but I think they could be really impressive.
3: Jeff there's a dramatic drop off after the top 4 Oklahoma Texas Oklahoma State Baylor when it comes to the odds and and I don't know maybe not so when it's on paper if you're you're saying K State could could be a factor this year but that next level is TCU Iowa State West Virginia, K-State, and then you get down to to Texas Tech and Kansas way at the bottom there. So uh, is there that dramatic of a drop-off there? You just kind of said watch out for K-State, but outside of the top four, any other teams other than the uh, the team in Manhattan that you like in this conference? Because you look at TCU, you know, life without Gary Patterson and Iowa State, they were the darlings of that 2020 COVID year and didn't really repeat that last year.
5: Absolutely, and now, you know, you look at where they are. I mean, Brees Hall's gone, Purdy's gone, Culler's gone. I mean, they lost a lot of talent. I have no interest in them. West Virginia, I think, always interesting. It seems like for a long time they have not had a great quarterback. It really seems like since Will Greer, they haven't really had a great quarterback. They may have one. JT Daniels could be a really nice addition there. They bring back all five offensive linemen. Uh, Graham Harrell, as we know, Texas Tech guy, that Mike Leach kind of guy, that could be an interesting offense under Neil Brown because if you know anything about Neil Brown, very defensive. Okay, That's always been a strength for that group. They're always going to give up Neil Brown teams like 21 points a game. If you can get Graham Harrell to produce – they're a team that's very interesting. They bring in a couple of uh, Clemson transfers. They always have good receivers there. That's never a problem. West Virginia is a team that I'm definitely going to be looking at from an ATS standpoint. There was a few years ago, clip where I was back at Washington State a lot in the Pac-12. There were always eight, nine-point dogs in every game, and they were competing. They were winning certain games. I think West Virginia is going to be a really tough out. It's very hard to go to uh, Morgantown and win. As far as TCU, look. What do we know about Sonny Dyke? Okay, we saw him at SMU. You know about him. Yeah, he's going to have great offenses, and he's never going to get any stops defensively. And he's just going to be, you know, a guy that you know getting to a bowl game is a success.
3: Which is kind of another culture shock, right? When you think TCU, uh, you, you, I don't know. You don't think. I guess in years past, they have played in some shootouts. But Gary Patterson, when he would at his best, uh, had solid defenses there.
5: Yeah, they're not going to be that this year. They're going to be a good over team as well. I mean, yeah. Sonny's teams are always going to be high-scoring. You know, Duggan or Mars, whoever it is, it's going to be a nice battle. I feel like Mars can win that battle. He was his quarterback at SMU at one point. I think he should win that battle. As far as defensively, this team was a disaster last year. I mean, disaster. I mean, they couldn't get any stops. I think I saw a stat clip. They had like 30 plays of 40 or more yards they allowed – um, only got to the quarterback fifteen times. That's hard to do uh, in a twelve game season. Just nothing there. Um, I'm really concerned about them defensively. Texas Tech, very similar team. Um, they're going to be a team that will score points. Um, you know, with Zach Kittley, that that all, offensive coordinator from um, from Houston Baptist. But you know, they add Tim Deruder, which is an interesting addition because Deruder was really good at Fresno State. He was a good defensive guy over the years. So I don't know if they make any kind of uh, upticks defensively. And then you have Kansas, who I think the question for them every year is, can they win three games? And I was posed this question uh, about a win total involving Kansas. And I'm looking at this schedule. I'm seeing, I think the win total is three and a half. I'm looking at this win total and saying, I don't know how they get anywhere near three wins. I mean, Tennessee Tech's an automatic, but, I mean, Duke's probably an automatic, maybe, but outside of that, they're a dog in every game. They're a significant dog in every game. They're out of conference. they got to go play Houston. That's not easy. Um, they're, they're a significant favorite against every team in this conference. I, I think under three and a half, if that's a play, uh, it's a play I made. I'm all in on that one.
3: Looking ahead uh, at the Big 12 with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. And, Jeff, uh, looking at the schedule, uh, not much going on week one in the Big 12, although maybe – Maybe the best matchup, especially for the locals in Morgantown and Pittsburgh, it'll be the Backyard Brawl. That'll be going on September 1st, Thursday night, during our uh, Pirate Radio football kickoff party, so looking forward to that. And then week two, Jeff, you got some good matchups with Houston, Texas Tech. That could be a lot of fun. Iowa State, Iowa will play a rivalry game. But Alabama at Texas, uh, week two, that's noon, that is in Austin. And I don't know, what's... uh, What's the line on that, Jeff? Do you give Texas a fighting chance against the Crimson Tide Week 2 in that showdown?
5: Uh, No, not particularly. I, I You know what reminds me of, clip last year? I remember a game very early in the season. I think it might have been even Week 1 uh, where Miami played Alabama. Yeah. And we heard all about how, well, you know, Miami might hang around here. Uh, as far as – look, I'll, I'll give you both lines. I would put Pittsburgh at, like, five – five and a half against West Virginia uh, as far as Alabama I, I don't know 16 and a half
3: yeah right and so
5: I, that, that's kind of you know that's kind of where I go with it. I mean I I'm not putting that under two touchdowns I'm just not um yeah you know I think I think there's some great games really that first week of September I mean Man, is this exciting. I, I know. Two months away. Yeah. I mean, we're at five weeks away from this. This is uh, – five weeks is nothing. I mean, it feels like just yesterday it was Memorial Day. Uh, we're already two months away almost from Memorial Day. This, this is this is upon us. I see East Carolina as a nine-and-a-half-point dog to NC State. Sign me up, especially – I'm waiting on that one because I get a feeling, clip. if we see 10, 10-and-a-half, 10 I will be in on ECU at home. And I'll tell you right now, you know what? barring clip anything crazy Now, by crazy i mean moving to miami and i'm just not available or something i am going to do my best to get down there for that game i'm going to do my oh best. wow you know, weirdly weirdly enough clip you, you want to hear a story so one of the females in my life how i met her i don't know but she's actually from greensboro she's a yeah. belle not my type but <laughs> for whatever reason she likes a northerner i don't know um she lives in Greensboro, so maybe we will have to make that happen.
4: All right, good
3: deal. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. Jeff and they do for the season opener, ECU, NC State, and that would be nice. And look, I, I realize that we're not going to know a lot of their names, and but football will be on TV in three weeks, Jeff Hall of Fame game. So like we're we're three weeks away.
5: I mean, three weeks is nothing. It's nothing. And that's uh, I mean, you've Raiders, Jags. A Jags an interesting team. Obviously, they have. Doug Peterson, you know a lot of oh, people yeah. feel like you know maybe they can compete in a year or two. Uh, Raiders, obviously, they have some some you know some stars and, and Derek Carr kind of had a had a good season last season. So yeah, it's football. You know, it, it remember that COVID year clip where we had like uh, Central Arkansas against you know, Austin was, P. State or something.
3: Austin yeah. P. I remember it well. Yes. Yeah.
5: You know, it's like we just want football, you know. So, yeah, I'm excited for for all of us. It's really exciting. All right, big man, all of our
3: conversations, fire me up, get me ready for football. So we appreciate it. Let's do it again next week and talk some more. Uh, Anything you got going on you need us to know about?
5: No, man, just getting ready for football, excited about all that. And, uh, you know, just kind of counting down the days, man. You know, these are the dog days of summer. And, you know, you look forward. Once you get to August. You know, you can look forward. So two weeks away, I'm 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 in football mode.
3: Yes, sir. Jeff, thanks for joining us, man. We'll talk to you
5: next week. All right. Thanks, Cliff.
3: Appreciate it, big man. Jeff Nadu joining us. Jonathan says, uh, Jeff Nadu on the fifth quarter call in show. So he can shut down people right and left with his northern ways. Uh Nadeau has called into the fifth quarter and the Jeff has no, you know, real sentimental feelings to East Carolina really. I think he pulls for him now that he's been on Pirate Radio, but it really comes down to who he bet on. And if he bet on the Pirates and they won, he's called in and talked up Mike Houston and Hold Naylor's, and this team is great. And then when he's bet on East Carolina and they've lost...
0: I've heard him talk... <laughs> He'll trash Hold nailers about the fire.
3: He'll trash Mike Houston. He'll trash the program.
0: And in baseball, right now, he hates the Yankees. He said the Yankees. I mean, and every, as there, a lot of people know, the Yankees probably one of the hottest teams in baseball. And he said that he's bet on them twice this year, and that he has lost both bets with the Yankees. So he is a Yankees hater. I don't know I mean. if he had
3: a minus one and a half last night. They did end up winning in extra innings, or either in the bottom of the ninth against the Reds. Uh, but they lost the previous night to cincinnati so Shirley, did you have something
6: well i was gonna uh offer a piece of information but it just doesn't have to do with they do but bring bring it on bring it on well pete uh thamel 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 Uh uh-huh i know you're talking uh just retweeted that agent casey close has sued radio host doug gottlieb for libel oh
3: this is about the referee yeah Mm.
6: alleging in a complaint that gottlieb defamed him and excel sports management in a tweet regarding the contract negotiations of dodger star freddie freeman
3: well so doug gottlieb former college basketball player basketball guy but he's a he's a host so he talks about all sports exactly very opinionated kind of a a bit of a a jerky attitude Mm -hmm. overall i don't mean that in a bad way that's just kind of how he is he's very opinionated he likes to get in arguments things like that he's not a chefty he's not a buster only like a newsbreaker. so it was very weird that he is the person that came out with that news that Freddie Freeman's agent didn't show him the Braves' final offer. It's like, well, first of all, Gottlieb's not like a baseball guy. He's also not even a newsbreaker. He's more of a... Uh, well, he's
6: more of a mouthpiece, an opinion mouthpiece. An opinion, pe- uh, opinion person.
3: Right. So uh, that was kind of off at the beginning. Uh, but let's see where this goes. This is interesting. Um, uh, if you could do this for every talking head that says something wrong like this, uh, there could be a lot of people getting sued my question is
6: my question is how does he know that information yeah where did he get that information yeah and you know because that evidently was very very uh, secret for for lack of a better how,
3: how is he the only person that got it
6: yeah i mean because that story became very salacious in a hurry because freeman fired him yeah
3: that weekend it came out freeman fired him on that monday
6: yeah Mm -hmm. Mm
7: -hmm. um i have a quote from bill i guess shaken or shiken is his last name he covers baseball for the los angeles times um he says in response to the twitter message closes received death threats from people believed to be atlanta braves fans so that was who received
3: death threats the agent guy yeah the agent guy yeah don't send death threats. Yeah, that's Braves. Fans. I mean, that's a little much. I nobody. mean, nobody.
6: He was. I mean, there was no question. He was. He was loved in Atlanta. And Freddie Freeman wanted to stay. The Braves fans wanted him to stay. Um, now, if this story is true, it, that's not a very good move by his agent. I mean, that was a. I mean, that's... Kinda... Well, if it
3: goes to court, I guess
0: it'll all come
3: out. Oh, yeah, Who it'll come out in the wash, and, yeah. And we'll learn all about it.
0: Maybe it'll be on court TV. Great it'll be conver- interesting. Great conversation with Jeff Nadeau there. Uh, Robert on YouTube says, Nadeau yes, needs... Chandler's ready to move on. Apparently. From that topic. Well, she had the brake bumper come on. All right. But Robert on YouTube says, Nadeau needs to get down here for the NCSU game, and he says, must make the Thursday night kickoff party. How... Could you imagine that... A big man on campus.
3: A, at the kickoff a, a party. A Jeff
0: Nadeau at the State
3: Theater for the Pirate Radio kickoff party. And the Duke to do. Get your tickets now. PR927FM.com. Get them before they sell out. Just $10. You can get them now. Went on sale 10 a.m. this morning. So get them while they're hot. Take a timeout. Come back. Wrap up hour number one of Pirate Radio Live after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006, and they are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock.
3: All righty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. About this time every day I start thinking about what I want for dinner.
6: What do you want? Have you decided?
3: No, but I've got a new addiction. Uh Uh-oh. And that addiction, I went and got some lemon pepper seasoning. And now I just put it on everything.
6: Ooh, lemon pepper chicken. I love it.
3: Yeah. Had that i've had it twice since i got it uh last week last weekend so um i'll probably like eat it so much that i'll be sick of it i tend to do that quite a bit
7: but until you get sick of it it's Man, a
3: great time good stuff so why am i telling y'all i don't know just popped in my brain that's all uh robert on facebook live says doug and his backward shorts and uh channel you were asking me what that reference is too he checked in a basketball game with his shorts on backwards uh unfortunately for doug gottlieb he is most known for when he was at notre dame and he stole a classmate's credit card and used it uh for multiple pur- uh, purchases he then went on to oklahoma state state, state! so there is the uh the doug gottlieb story for those so That's doug gottlieb is being sued by the agent of freddie freeman so
0: former yes. agent right
3: former agent former you are correct how about the o's how about them 10 in a row 10 wins in a row for balmer and i saw uh mark brown camdenchat.com had this number let me pull it up uh, from last night and mark said that baltimore last year was 45 and 94 when they got to 45 wins they had 94 losses this year they are 45 and 44 they would have to go on a 50 game losing streak to match their record from a year ago so uh pretty impressive stuff right now for baltimore we got o's baseball coming your way i believe on friday i think they're off tonight uh, we will have O's and Rays. Oh, it's about to get tough. Mm-hmm.
6: Yes, 7-0-5. Sean when we pick Armstrong
0: up the... revenge game. Because Mark
3: said that they've got the Rays and then All-Star break, and they have another tough opponent coming up after that, another AL East <laughs> opponent. So about to get tougher for Baltimore, but what a run they have been on uh, as we have the final few days here before the all-star break the derby coming up on monday all-star game on tuesday wednesday nothing happening which is why we're going to play survivor here on pirate radio and i for one am looking forward to that
0: i'm looking forward to my first survivor
3: that's right you'll be on the island for the first time it Chandler. Will, that will be my debut cj will be out there surely i feel like you have not fared well
6: I think the highlight of my Survivor series is I think I got into a brawl with Jeff Charles one year.
3: <laughs> All those years working together, <laughs> something reached a boiling point, and Shirley and the voice just started God going at it, Shirley.
6: It. <laughs> I don't know. I just remember because uh, I was driving somewhere and I was listening to uh, clips, play by play, so to speak, and uh, he was like, "Oh." oh well this is interesting shirley has gotten into a brawl with jeff charles i'm like what
3: Uh, Shirley getting into a fight on a stranded island with co-workers (laughs) is not a shock to me but the fact that it was jeff charles is a shock big shock he would be like my last person i would think yeah that would would be the last
6: person i would probably get into a fight with
3: so we'll do that on wednesday hope you folks enjoy it people that have tuned in in the past uh have enjoyed it and been invested in it in fact one year we need to do this too for our booty bag that day, Shirley, we'll have people chime in on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. We'll have, At the beginning of the show, who's going to win? Okay. And then whoever wins the game at the end, if you selected that person and say four people selected the same person, we'll do a draw from those oh, names cool. okay, yeah, to win yeah. the prize that day. Okay. Like We've that. done that in the past, so we'll uh, we'll do that again. Um, Mike P. on Facebook says, more like Doug got sued. <laughs> You know what I like about Mike? He's a lot like myself. You just throw it he out He takes there. risks. Yeah.
0: But, look, he hardly misses. Mike P, that? The P, the Mike P, the P stands for punchline.
3: That's pretty good, Chandler. It's not bad at all. You
0: look a little salty. Uh, Deion Johnson says, damn, not Jeff Charles. <laughs> <laughs>
3: is that former Pirate great Deion Johnson chiming in? That's right. Shirley and the voice got on. And for those that aren't following along, this is a simulated game Mm -hmm. so all i control is putting in the people's names and the tribes and then the simulator runs the game itself so i didn't pick shirley to get in a fight with jeff charles that just happened and Mm -hmm. if it happens it's our job to talk about it and describe why it happened and what the fight was about and and all that i
6: honestly don't remember what the fight was about (laughs) i just remember i evidently and who won the fight Yeah, I don't remember who won the fight either. (laughs) But, I mean, you know, Jeff does lift a lot of weights, and he could probably take me down. I
3: remember that for this uh, next Wednesday, Shirley. Does that rivalry carry over? Like, are you all cool now or will we see another
4: fight?
0: We'll see. Oh, yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. I can't stand Shirley Rhodes. <laughs> we'll find out why after this. After this. this. <laughs> <laughs> Shirley Rhodes,
3: Eastern, North Carolina legend. We're going to talk tight ends O line with Igo coming up in a moment. Um, we got a lot to do in hour two. Will so. he be here? Spo to be.
0: Oh.
3: Spo to be.
0: To talk about the uh the nats game and him almost or ronnie getting killed almost getting killed
3: i'm not going to ask you your favorite tight end because we talked about it yesterday and it's going to be the same as mine yes. and i want to say it before you okay that's fine. unless you just decide to blurt it out now which is your right to do i would be upset if you did it but you can do it
0: stephen baggett
3: <laughs> that is not true up zico basute zico basute is my favorite running back uh cj who's your all-time favorite ecu tight end
6: clip look left
3: <laughs> We've got a creepy eye go in the window. Who's your favorite? We got any, we we got need any to add tight that ends to that came
7: from Havelock?
3: No, th- but we had a New Bern bear
7: I'm about to talk about. In a moment. Mm-hmm. They used to roll up on Havelock. I want to talk about them. You did ask a question about somebody who rolled up on Havelock How about last you night. answer
3: my question? I don't
7: have an answer. I don't know. Do you not like tight ends? I like the tight ends we have now. <laughs> Shirley, who's your favorite all-time ECU tight end? My gosh. Slim
6: 80? Slim 80?
0: I don't know
7: if he... Uh, Mr. Bryce uh, Do you even know anybody from I don't you know enough to give you a good answer, which is why I said I don't know. You could say Bryce Williams. Well, but, I but feel like didn't. that was a cop-out answer. Oh. Of course he's... Now pretty. you're saying Charlie oh, no! gave a cop-out yeah. answer?
6: Cop-out oh, answer. Oh! Uh-oh. I'm going <laughs> to throw it to Bryce. He's tall.
7: Me and, just throw it to him. <laughs> Me and Shirley are going to have a
3: fight on Dang. Wednesday. I like... Uh, I... I how bryce plays the five second game and just uh the stuff he says is funny dang shirley <laughs> it's
6: it's time to do some biology all right
0: my favorite dang. is who's my favorite chandler well i'm gonna tell you this we don't like drinking and driving here at pirate radio everybody needs a dd and we had one in the late 2000s devon drew
3: Man, he should have stuck around when Rob Cass quarterback.
4: Oh, my oh! God. Oh, I didn't. I,
3: didn't, I just had to. Devon Drew, Good my all time favorite. You East went there. Carolina tight end. <laughs> uh, he was a playmaker. DD. Loved, loved uh, Devon Drew over the middle, catch and run. He Played was a big guy. Cup of coffee with the Ravens. Sure did. Yep. Um, Who is your all-time favorite tight end? Scott Richards, says Robert Matthews. We will talk current tight ends, O-line, and uh, guys from the past as well. When we return on Pirate Radio Live, Stephen Igo, Hoist the Color, is going to join us after these words.
1: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Meta Spa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots, and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaSpa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show.
6: Welcome back. UBE is a, or has been rather, an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online anytime at piratewear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. And as we head back into the show clip, I got a little trivia for you.
3: I love trivia.
6: And I'll I'll present it to all three guys because I had actually forgotten about this. But which ECU quarterback also played tight end in a game? Rob Cass. Okay, yeah. Yep. I didn't know if you, anybody knew that, but I had completely forgotten about that.
3: Against Rice and caught a touchdown pass. It was very late in the year, maybe last game. Yeah, he had a bad... Steven goes here. <laughs>
6: yeah.
8: He got moved to tight end full time, right?
3: Yeah, like late, halfway through the year, late in the year. Thomas Sirk. Thomas Sirk. Also I, did yeah. that.
6: Oh. Well. oh, so he was not the only one yeah. that did that. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well done.
6: Uh, did Was Cass a holder at one point, too?
0: That was all Joe Sloan, baby. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
6: Well, yeah, Chandler would know.
3: Heard uh, Ben Mintz from Barstool talking about Joe, Joe Sloan. What did he say, Chandler?
0: They were talking about LSU. He was like what he say
3: i don't know i just wanted you to do an impression oh
0: and joe sloan man he knows what he's doing down there in lsu and he'll... we're actually your buddies
3: joe sloan sent me a message <laughs> that hurt you know how i go during excuse me i coughed <laughs> how during delays uh everybody and their mama will send you messages wins this game right played i got a random one from joe sloan <laughs> like i know anything and uh, I'm like, dude, I'm not sure, Joe, but thanks for asking.
8: He was trying to know when the game would start back. Like, the Texas right.
3: super regional.
8: Yeah. Uh, very random. It's always funny. You get a lot of those from, like, random people. And, like, you try to respond to everybody, but you can't. And then you get one from, like, somewhat important person. You're like... But you respond, but you're just like, man, I don't know. And you go through this long explanation. This could happen. This could happen in reality. We don't know.
3: My last correspondence was with him two years ago when I had him on a Zoom during COVID. And then the next response is, when is this ECU game going to be played? Uh, Steve-O, welcome back. Um, hey, how did uh, your TV appearance go last night?
8: I'll tell you what, man. Since the last time I was on the show, I've been at Petco Park in San Diego and saw the Mariners win there. The Mariners have not lost since. So, I decided to go up to D.C., which we had previously planned, and saw them in D.C. Doubleheader yesterday. And it was, uh okay, so we, we were sitting basically front row of the outfield seats in right field. Wasn't very packed. No, no, there was nobody there. I mean, it, that wasn't even the original game because they had to switch around. The doubleheader was just supposed to be an afternoon game that day. So, it was empty. The Nationals are terrible. No fan support. And we all went through a scenario pre-game. We're, like, we're in prime home run territory. Mm-hmm. If they hit a ball to us, like, are we going to try and catch it? Or are we going to get out of the way? And I think we all kind of agreed, all right, we're going to do everything we can to catch it. Mm-hmm. But we did agree, if it's like a line drive home run, <laughs> it's going to be a little tricky. If it's a fly ball, you know, like wall scraper, that's a little easier. Well, Jesse Winker comes up right before that bat of my like, This dude's good candidate to hit it right here sure enough on a line yeah drilled it uh and i just vividly remember ronnie woodward sitting to my left going O S and it happened in slow motion and we all kind of stood up and it came right to us and it probably went over ronnie by six feet maybe but he was not he he did like a matrix like no one no part of it either way i couldn't catch him
3: on the tv camera but he was up there too probably right
8: yeah yeah he was he was in the scrum going for the ball i was kind of off to the side because it hit two rows above us and then ricocheted down all the people right behind us got the heck out of the way and so it ended up being ronnie versus this dude from like two two uh from like a section over who just like scrambled down he ended up elbowing ronnie in the stomach Oh, wow. And getting the ball. Didn't even say, like, I'm sorry or, like, laugh about it. Like, we were all laughing because it was crazy. And this dude, like, serious as could be, just got the ball and, like, ran back to his seat and sat down. Like, it was his life mission to get that ball. (laughs) And he was wearing, no lie, no Nationals gear, just literally an MLB logo hat (laughs) and an MLB logo shirt. I wonder if
3: he just goes to games to get balls. And he had a glove. There's a guy
8: on YouTube
0: that does that and is famous for it. Maybe that was the guy. But I, I I rewatched that video like ten times trying to pick out who was who. Right. And as the who was Jesse Winker?
8: Yeah, Jesse Winker.
0: Uh, as he was around the bases, they panned it back to you guys, and for a split second, you could see you and Wags, yep. Jonathan Wagner, we were just laughing. Uh, and laughing so hard, and it was so funny. And uh, poor Ronnie getting yep. drilled in the stomach by that dude, and then you could also see the dude like running up happily up the stairs with the
8: ball. Oh yeah, and he he was like such a jerk about it because literally everybody around him was like laughing. Oh man, that was crazy! And this dude like didn't say a word to anybody, just elbowed Ronnie out of the way, grabbed the ball. There was a brief second I had my hand on the ball because it like ricocheted down, and Ronnie went for it, but he kind of like casually went for it, and this guy just came in like torpedo, like he was coming down. We were like trying to gather ourselves, like, oh man, that just happened. Let me try and reach for the ball. But this guy, yeah, full glove, no nat scare, just an MLB logo on his shirt MLB logo on his head he looked like he was like Rob Manfred's like hitman. man <laughs> and this
0: isn't a historic home like run him. folks this is yeah, really. a Seattle
8: versus <laughs> yeah. Nationals game just random Jesse Winker home run <laughs> Winker's
3: 42nd career yeah. home run or whatever I mean uh, it was
8: uh, but it was the best part about it was like Ronnie the rest of the game didn't even pay attention he just kept re-watching the replay <laughs> and like would break it down like man like. a I should have got that ball. And, like, he even texted me this morning and was like, man, the further we get away from this, the more it pisses me off. <laughs> a, that I didn't get the ball, and B, that this guy just, like, knocked me out of the way and didn't yeah. say anything.
3: Yeah, right. I, I know those feelings from, like, when you're younger and somebody says something to you or does something and you got the perfect comeback yeah. and you think of it like five minutes too late. Like, man, I wish I could go back to that moment again. We got to introduce Igo to the show. Sure do. Yeah. That, that didn't count because that was yes. like –
8: That was like a <clears> – <throat> prologue
3: yeah exactly yep. exactly the forward uh Shirley, let's uh introduce our guest for the four o'clock hour
2: i go i go i go i go he's the one you know show I go I go I go I go I go Where did Chandler go? I go I go I go I go I go I'm sitting right here bro I go I go I go I go I go this song continues to grow. Asleep, right? I go, I go, I go, I go, I go
6: Can we just get back to the show?
2: I, I go, go, I go, I, I, go, I go, go, I go, I go Hi, this is Mike Oresko I go, I go, I go, I go, I go Dave Doran lost to Coach <laughs> Mo.
0: Should have Cory Glore saying Hello.
2: I go, I go, I go, I go, I go. Hello. I go, I go, I go, I go. All right, there it is.
8: Song is updated. And I'm surprised you guys actually fulfilled uh two-week uh two-week absence.
3: Two weeks, two new lines to the song. Uh, Mike says, please make the I Go song long enough to take up an entire segment. Well, I mean, mean, it
8: is on the
0: way, we're doing it every week. uh, The song is at two minutes and what 11 seconds. It's crazy
8: that you said it just feels so much longer, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because we're just sitting here, we and for us, like we've already heard at least I've already heard all the lines leading up to the latest line, you guys have already heard every single line. (laughs) You know, the only people that are probably entertained are those that are getting in their car for the first time. Like, what am I listening to? And it's funny because whenever we were like, all
0: right, play the song. We take our headphones off. I'm thinking that there's like a graphic up here. And then I look up. We're sitting here having a full-on conversation. It's
8: giving more details on home run gate (laughs) from last night. MLB Player Association, guys, is a real, I can't say the words on the air, but. He definitely lost my respect. If I ever see him at another game. So he had your respect
3: previous to last night.
8: Yeah, I'm like, who goes to a game with a glove wearing an MLB logo on both his, Very hat strange, and his shirt. Uh
0: the name is Zach Ample, by the way. Robert Matthews on Facebook. Uh that is the guy. I wonder
8: that if that
3: called. was if that was actually him he is well no known. He's an
0: imposter. Let me see a picture.
3: Zach you know, Ample. You, know. you pull up one. Uh Steven, do you mind if I give you a compliment?
8: Yeah. You do mind? or give me the compliment please <laughs> uh no way nah. no no nah. no he is
3: wearing the hat but he he's is caught wearing the
8: hat. all these baseballs how long ago were those pictures because he had like some facial hair going now uh steven i want to
3: give you a compliment we'll i really enjoyed and i'm looking up to see what it's called officially coach speak
8: on voice uh, the, the color? segments, yeah. So you
3: talked about an ECU commit with their coach, which sometimes I would say, maybe even majority of the time, the coach will give you more and better answers than the actual recruit. Uh, yeah, the actual recruit will. So, but um, your latest one, the commit was DJ
8: Johnson. Who was the coach? Do you recall? Uh, Nikita Battle, I believe is his name. Uh, he actually just got the job at Dutchtown. He was at a different <laughs> high school in Atlanta. Um, but couldn't speak more highly of, of dj johnson and just kind of his personality taking over that program you know his commitment to really busting it in every drill um he just sounds like a gamer and you know he's one of two guys who in this class that are sons of former nfl players um who's his pops dwight johnson like a defensive line lineman Interesting, and then the other, and then his uncle was actually Derek Johnson, you know, former D Derek Johnson, yeah, Hall of Famer Derek Johnson. Not that one, the other Chiefs linebacker. Oh, that's Derek Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Derek Johnson. He was also a good. He player. was really good. Yeah, he was a Pro Bowler. Yeah. Oh wow. So that's his uncle, and then Dwight Johnson was his father. So good bloodlines there. He went to Texas, didn't he? The other one, uh Kieran Davis, is the son. Yeah, he did. Uh, is the son of Charles Grant, who was a first-round pick by the Saints, won a Super Bowl hmm. with the Saints, defensive lineman. So you got some good bloodlines. I mean, I think anytime you get the son of an NFL player, like they just they're they're usually mature. Uh, obviously, they're, they they kind of have that natural talent and athleticism. Remember,
3: Zay came, and this is not like this is credit to Zay too, but also because of his NFL background, and he came in running like NFL routes as a freshman. Yeah.
8: Like he just knew what to do. He belonged out there. It's the same thing with Blake Pro, like Yeah, exactly. Good point. Late bloomer in high school, but just like knew. Knew the game, knew what he was doing, so he got the most out of his uh, athleticism.
3: We're talking tight ends O line today. Did I see I go that ECU's after or landed another tight end for the they future?
8: Have landed a tight end for the future. For what what year? Uh twenty three. Twenty three. They have Antonio Ferguson out of Apopka, Florida. You know, really good blocking film. I think he only caught a couple balls last year, so he's kind of a bigger tight end, and they don't really feature him a lot in the offense. But he's got good athleticism, good size. So, uh, had some pretty good offers down in Florida. Solid prospect. They also, interestingly enough, have a guy from Germany who's coming in kind of as a project for this season as a true freshman. His name is Max Lunch. Lunch? Yeah. So it's spelled L-A-N-Z s-t-c-h or something oh, like that oh wow okay but i asked him i was like how do you pronounce your last name he's like it's lunch like like <laughs> lunch, lunch like breakfast lunch. lunch and dinner <laughs> lunch. so uh yeah he was it's really from cool. germany or australia <laughs> yeah <laughs> my impressions suck everybody sounds like they're from australia lunch! i'm no lunch! i'm no uh chandler and so um he came over from germany in the pandemic and played ball in Georgia, and now was at uh, is on his way to East Carolina.
3: Chandler, uh, can you do a real quick camp Connors with Max Lunch?
8: <laughs> we're here with
0: Max Lunch, and we're going to do some box jumps. And Max has got a good body, good size. We're going to try to get him up to about 250 and uh ready go i feel
8: like you're getting, good you're good he's pretty good he's good he's good I also like were that you doing like, the hands yeah i like that he like <laughs> he's he gets like in his jeff connor's position <laughs> that's pretty good yeah. steven i go that just started two days ago yeah it's solid, so he's man.
3: uh he's getting it i
8: remember, i uh miss cam connor's man i enjoyed this segment
3: Chandler said he watched every I one watched of them. He week. was like, me and my dad would watch these every week, man. <laughs> like it was his favorite TV show. Mm-hmm. Cam Connors from the Rough McNeil show. Uh, tight ends all time favorite. I go. It's like
8: all time. Any team or East Carolina. Let's start with East Carolina.
3: But that's a good point. Start thinking. Start thinking. CJ, if you can't give me a Steelers
8: tight end you like, you're you're fired. yeah he's going to say Heath Miller, but um. Heath. he's got something to say. It- Heath Miller? No. Yeah. Is that a problem? You're doing good. No, I mean, I, as a as a non steelers fan, Heath Miller was a boss. Kind of a cop out.
7: Okay, well that was uncalled for. <laughs> <laughs> so yours isn't going to be
8: Jordan Reed. Yeah. No. Okay. It's going to be Chris Cooley, bro. Hey, Chris Cooley, man, washed. Washed. Of course he's washed. <laughs> he played
3: twenty to seventeen years ago.
8: He's washed. Washed. He's a washed isn't he a radio announcer now? Washing-ton. Washed, he used washed. To be. Remember when he showed his uh junk accidentally?
3: Or on purpose? No, I don't remember that. He had like week. a playbook and there was a picture of it and his junk was hanging out. That's
8: what you remember about Chris Cool? Yeah,
3: that's why he's my favorite. <laughs>
8: uh all time favorite ECU tight end is um, Would
3: you like to hear some uh, my all-time candidates?
8: favorite East U tight end that did not finish his career was Justin Jones. Yeah, I was going to have him as the honorable mention. Uh, but you know you you can't be my all-time favorite if you academically flunk out of school. So. God,
3: he's listening to this right now. That's fine. I'm really upset.
8: Um. I mean, it's got to be Devon Drew. I mean, that's like the only. So you were
3: trying that whole time to think of somebody yes, other than. I was Devon trying Drew. to think
8: of somebody else. Like, Zico Pursuit was cool. Like, Bryce Williams, probably number two easily. Because I feel like it's either Devon Drew or Bryce Wood. Will- Does Bryce Zico Pursuit catch many passes? No. He was uh, he was more of a blocker. He was a proven commodity. Ah, yeah. And he was a running back more than a tight end. Uh, we got
3: Scott Richards from uh, KP, Scott Richards from Robert Matthews. Uh, favorite play from a tight end, carl Lester Crumpler Jr. ran down a Virginia Tech player after a turnover, uh, and that was his favorite play from a tight end. Chased him down 90 yards, tackled him around the goal line. I remember when carl Lester Crumpler Jr. scored a touchdown for the Seahawks against the Redskins. Mike Peace, favorite ECU tight end, Max Lunch. <laughs> uh, who's your favorite NFL tight end, Iga? Shannon Sharp. Oh, a boss. yeah. I mean, he was. Uh, he's kind of washed now, though. He's eh, washed. He
8: can come back and play. And he washed? And he's actually junk. not.
3: his freaking abs. He took a picture with his shirt off recently. Really? He is incredible, like, amazing. Um, nah, he's awesome. And he talked junk.
8: He was his funny. Uh, Patriots call on the sideline was the best. I mean, that I, I could watch that all day.
3: Tell the national guard, we are killing the Patriots. They need help. It was so funny. It was great uh johnny says a luke fisher his all-time favorite luke. ecu tight end
8: all right uh ryan jones came on the scene uh last I mean, year i think if ryan jones not to cut you off but if ryan jones has another big year like he easily enters that conversation like all-time great ecu tight ends if he has a big year because like who a else? big
3: big year I mean, all-time great
8: he had 600 something yards last year what other ecu tight ends had 600 receiving yards in the season Max Lunch, maybe? (laughs) (laughs) Lunch. No, I I hear you. I just feel like, so last year was his first year. Yeah, first year ever playing tight end and first year at ECU. Yeah, because he was. I mean, I guess it's tough to become an all time great when you only play two years at a school. Right. But, like, I just feel like if he. From
3: a number standpoint,
8: you're probably right. Statistically speaking, I just don't feel like even in Bryce's last year, what did he have? What do you think he had? Because I'm looking at it. How many did you say Ryan Jones had? I think he had six hundred something. Maybe I'm over. Maybe he had four hundred something. Might be over. Bryce
3: in his last year, fifty eight for five eighty three, four touchdowns. And if you ask Bryce, he is pissed about it because he said he he should have had had a lot more. Yeah. Well,
8: he's also being thrown the ball by two non division one quarterbacks.
3: Yeah. True. True. Um, So yeah, Ryan Jones, and right now. Would you say he is Holt Naylor's favorite target as far as being familiar with him, you know, dependable. He's gotta be the guy, right? He's the leading receiver returning to this team.
8: Jones had thirty seven for four forty two and five scores. And that was really in a half year. I mean, he didn't start really playing full time. Will he surpass Bryce's yardage yes. this year? All right. Yes. Um now I mean CJ has gotta be the the leading returning receiver in terms of statistics, but in terms of guys you trust right now, I'd probably say Jones is number one.
3: Yeah. How about uh Shane Calhoun? I mean he's played well during his time I think here.
8: Shane Calhoun is probably the most underrated player on East Carolina's roster. Quote tweet that, CJ. I mean then you got a proven commodity in Aaron Jarman. Yep. <laughs> Quote tweet that. Uh but no as Calhoun plays more snaps he just doesn't get the targets, and when he does get the targets, he's got like a catch rate of like ninety percent. Right. So I like feel like he catches like everything that's thrown to him.
3: If we're going to label these guys, Ryan Jones is a receiving tight end. Yes. Aaron Jarman is a blocking tight end. Yes. What is Shane Calhoun? A mix of both. Right. What is he better at?
8: I think he's probably equally pretty he's close just all to around. equal. I mean, I think maybe a little bit better of a receiver, just because he still needs to add some strength and. You know, working on his blocking technique, but you also have to factor in he's still only entering his third year of college. Mm-hmm. And the first year was pandemic. Um so I thought last year he made a leap in the weight room. I think this year he can make another leap. So how long is this it for ron Jones? This is it. And for Aaron Jarman. Aaron Jarman still has another year of eligibility.
3: Okay. And of course Calhoun will be back. The other tight end in the room is D'Angelo McKinney. And he is a he's gonna bull, be a blocker. Yeah. Uh, And that is your full tight end room, which again... Oh, I'm sorry, Joseph Sampson. I want to talk yeah. to Sampson.
8: Sampson has been kind of a quality, walk-on, mm-hmm. special teams guy. Like, I feel like if they needed him to go in and play, he could play. All right. I mean, he's not a bad option to have in that room either. Like, it's a quality room. Now, you need... The reason they're adding Max Lunch and, you know, Antonio Ferguson is because Jones is gone... Um Jarman has another year but he's already graduated. He's been graduated since he got here. So it's just a matter of how long he wants to play. Does he want to play another year? After this one, we'll see. And then you got Calhoun who's a sophomore but he's technically a draft eligible sophomore. I don't think he'll go to the draft this coming year, but still like you got to start restocking that room pretty quickly which right. they're they're doing.
3: Stephen Agoya Hoist the colors joining us to take a timeout. We'll come back, we'll talk O-line. See if Igo has a projected starting five. Hopefully, he won't ask me mine. Uh, but we'll do that and have more if we have time. We'll uh, open up, go inside the rage room with Igo too. He can rage about that uh, home run baseball guy more. When we return on Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday after this. <laughs>
1: to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Meta Spa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles? Tighten and lift your skin? Smooth your skin texture? Erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaSpa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Redbanks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's express car wash today now let's head back in to pirate radio live here is your host clip rock
3: back with you pirate radio live here on a thursday coming up in the third hour of today's program five o'clock troy d will be here and hold Ayler's will join us we'll talk about his time at the manning passing academy and uh, talk about his offseason as well And uh, maybe he'll give us some insight on uh, the tight end room and the O-line room, which we're talking about right now with Steven Igo. I'm looking at last year's participation chart, Steven. Let's talk about guys who were here last year and not uh, back this year. So you've got Sean Bailey, who started and played in uh, many games in his pirate career. No longer here. Justin Chase started 12 out of 12 games. Not here. Fernando Fry started in a lot of games and he is not not here, here. okay so that's the three big ones he lost okay uh, avery jones has played quite a bit of pirate football and he's back for another year nashad strother started in two four six eight ten out of 12 games last year so you've got those two that uh, have played quite a bit and others who have seen time as well. So Noah Henderson. Noah Henderson is also on this list. He started in 10 out of games. He, he played in 10 games. He started 10 games. So I guess he missed the opener he, and did not play in the next to last game against the Navy.
8: He um he missed the Navy game with, like, back spasms. And I th- he played in the opener, so I think that thing is wrong. All right. Thank you, Uh Because Bailey Malavic got injured on, like, the second drive of the season. All oh,
3: right, 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 right. Pretty sure Henderson came in right away. we got to talk about that, too, who was injured last year and coming back. So do you expect Henderson, Jones, and Strother to start this year?
8: I definitely expect Jones and Henderson to start. Strother, I mean, he'll play whether he starts or not. They brought in two guys for the interior offensive line via the portal Justin Redd and Ben Johnson, who are both starting caliber. You got Isaiah Foote, who is really kind of developed into a starting caliber interior lineman. So, I mean, I think they really feel good about five or six guys on the interior offensive line. Like Jones is probably going to start at center, but I think they're going to work Ben Johnson some at center. The Maris transfer, you know, Foote has worked at center some in the past. You know, I think Justin Red probably going to be a starting guard somewhere, um, or at least be in that mix as a FCS All-American grad transfer. So, you know, the interior offensive line, I think, is in really good shape. And man. Jones is, like, cemented in center. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he was there in the spring. All signs indicate, yeah, he'll stay there, and he would be the really the first – second time center in the mike Houston era in terms of like going wow. to the next year as the center because they used fry there and then he moved back to guard they moved jones to center the first year was brandon pena is from what you
3: know or are, you got sources i go and you got them everywhere is bailey Malovic on pace to play week one
8: yeah, he's working his way back. hes I don't think he's been – last I'd heard, he was close to being fully cleared. Maybe he has by now. But um, he's been rehabbing, and, you know, I know that two or three weeks ago he was weighing like 320 or something like that. So his weight is in a, a good spot because he's got the type of metabolism where once he starts going every day, he's going to drop it. So he's going
3: to lose weight <coughs> during the season probably. Yeah,
8: and, and in preseason camp when they're out there – you know, practicing ninety five degree heat every day. I mean, you can't keep weight on that time of year. So if he's healthy, he's in a tackle. Who are the other tackle
3: options you think?
8: So Noah Henderson, I think is gonna start if healthy, you know, he had the back deal last year, but they managed it well. He said in the spring he was as healthy as he's been. Um, you know, your four tackles are gonna be Henderson, Bailey Malovic, Walt Stribling and Parker Moore, the West Virginia transfer. Mm -hmm. Those are gonna be your top guys. And then you can also play Strother at tackle if needed, even though he's more of a, a guard. Hampton Ergle is a guy who's a former walk-on or is a walk-on who can play tackle or a guard. You got a couple of young guys as well who can play tackle. But, you know, I think you're too deep at tackle. How they end up playing left or right or, you know, how that ends up working out, I'm not sure. I, I think Noah will stay at right tackle. But, you know, Bailey Malovic has worked at right and left in the past. Um parker moore was the starting right tackle at west virginia he worked at left and right in the spring and then striblins mainly worked at left tackle in the past but i mean it just depends on how they want to line those guys up how
3: about so ecu was sacked 37 times last year um but you look at the rushing numbers had a 1000 yard rusher i mean it's it's a simpleton thing to say but is it true i go that the run blocking was better than the pass block
8: yeah, I think so. I mean, you look at Pro Football Focus's analytics, and, you know, the pass blocking, especially in like three or four games, was really bad, which brought down the overall grade. Like, they were near the bottom of the country in pass protection. In terms of Pro Football Focus, which, you know, some people say that their offensive line metrics are not as trustworthy as some, but I mean, are there any other offensive line metrics? No, to no, go by? not really. I mean, yeah. other than like just watching the game and making your own. 'Cause the toughest thing is you don't know what a a guy's responsibility is based off what the defense is doing, so it's kind of guesswork. But overall you can watch enough and say, hey, this offensive line is good or bad or whatever. So like So what was ECU last year? In pass pro, you look at the Houston game, UCF game, South Carolina game, and there was maybe Cincinnati. Like they just struggled against good defensive lines in terms of pass rush. And tackle was a you know a big issue with that. So they got to get more consistency with pass rush, uh, pass protection. You know, run blocking, I thought they made major strides in and I think they can be even better this year. I think the offensive line as a whole I mean, you look at it I think it can, can be so much better just because of what's coming back and what they've added. I mean, I think this is by far the best group they've ever had. The guys... like I mean, Houston. Yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah. I mean, they've you saw the picture of them with all their shirts off, but like they look like a D1 offensive line. Like, it did not look like that three or four years ago. Yeah. You know, Avery Jones, he's entering his third year of playing. Noah Henderson. That's a
3: key thing, too, playing together with each other.
8: Yeah. Strother, (laughs) his third year of playing. Like, all these guys, a lot of them have played together. And the guys coming in, Parker Moore, Justin Redd, Ben Johnson, they've all played a lot. So, like, I just feel like there's legitimately eight to nine guys that you trust to go out there and perform at a high level, and I can't remember the last time that has happened. All right, uh, Scott, our Maryland guy,
3: we mentioned foot, so he's excited about that. He said, what about the kid from St. Francis, Baltimore? What are his chances?
8: Jacob Sacra, he's going to be a player. I mean, he for a freshman, he is a massive human being. Uh, he's already moving dudes off line of scrimmage. You know, it's just he's a freshman. I mean, when you're a freshman offensive lineman. Listed 3'15", 6'5". I mean, he's every bit of that. I mean, so... He, he could go out there and just kind of stand there and be effective. But, you know, I, I think they're to the point now where they got enough O-line depth, they can register to everybody.
3: Which that's develop. new, too, in the last few years, right? We've oh, had sure. so many guys that have had to come in and play right away and kind of stunted their growth.
8: Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, it's been a, a struggle uh, in terms of attrition, in terms of depth, and it's just hard to get those guys that are, you know, it's hard to find five of them, much less 10 to 12 and then find another wave that you're developing and so it truly does take 3-4 to years to build up the room you can't do it in one recruiting cycle yeah it's easier now with the portal but it's hard to just bring in a bunch of dudes from the portal and plug them in and be ready to go which is why I think it's critical that yeah Avery Jones was a transfer but he came in with 3-4 to years of eligibility remaining now he's entering his third year like I said he's played with Strother he's played with Henderson you know Stribling he's practiced with uh, Stribling Isaiah Foote all those guys so i just think there's a lot of continuity there and you're adding veteran pieces steven i go
3: hoist the colors talking o-line do you have uh, an all-time favorite east carolina offensive lineman oh while well, you uh, think uh going back to when i first started i really enjoyed talking to josh kaufman he was one of my favorites. Chandler brought up, you got to bring up Garrett McGinn.
8: Garrett McGinn. All yeah. Time. I mean, there's no doubt that it's Garrett McGinn. <laughs> I mean, interview-wise, personality-wise, yeah. like I still kind of stay in touch with him. He's a... Thanks, Thanks, Coach. Sorry. <laughs> uh, great dude. Um, Adam Alsawi was always insightful to talk to. Very intelligent, young Very man. Very intelligent. Um, Gosh, there was somebody else in the rough era that I really liked. Big tackle. Maybe Ike Harris. You mentioned him, too? Yeah, he I'm was sure. he was fun. So.
3: Uh, Fernando Fry gave <laughs> us the uh, Jeff Charles Woo moment, so we'll forever be grateful for that. And we should be grateful for him swapping positions and doing everything he could, getting everything out of his body. I think he played seven years <laughs> of college football. And really, like, I don't want this to sound bad, but, like might have could uh, in an alternate universe played no years of college football you know he, what I'm saying
8: like, well he came as a he came because his girlfriend yeah, was here right he didn't even get invited he just like walked onto the team like old school walk on yeah and played a ton of games and then like came into his own and became a key guy which is why we love
3: him that's a pirate story yep. if we've ever heard one he's a bird <laughs> alright coach let's take a uh, anything else O-line before we take a break
8: we'll see your projected starting lineup?
3: Uh, I'm gonna go Bailey Malovic and Henderson on the inside but I'm going to Avery Jones snapping the football then I'm gonna have uh, one of the transfer guys at guard and then I'm gonna have at the other guard um Strother or another transfer you wanted to pull him out
8: maybe so give me two transfers yeah
3: I could see that Strother first uh,
8: off I could I could almost see Strother red as your starting guards and Ben Johnson being your top backup interior guy. But, you know, Shank has showed he's going to rotate. Yeah. Like, if he has seven guys, he'll rotate his top guard and his top backup tackle. So, I would expect seven, eight guys to play. But I mentioned
0: this guy, too. Another
3: good guy. Kenny Curling says Taylor Hudson. Yep, Yeah, he's a good one. Good guy.
8: Did you uh, mention your
0: uh, old school guy?
3: Josh Kaufman. Yeah. I did. While you were uh, setting up your Coach O bit, I was saying that on there. He's a big Thanks. Uh let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh I go, you wanna go inside the rage room with us? You don't have to come participate. on participate. I
8: mean, I'll come in. I All just right. gotta figure out if I wanna participate. I'm gonna
3: hand you a bat and you just beat the crap out of everything. Let's do it. I'll uh, we'll take a break, come back. More to go. Hour two. Holton Aylers coming up hour three of Pirate Radio Live. We're back after this.
1: listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Meta Spa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles? Tighten and lift your skin? Smooth your skin texture? Erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaSpa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Winslow's is now Fifth Street Hardware restaurant and tap room with a brand new look. Fifth Street Hardware also has a new menu and serves lunch and dinner on Tuesday through Sunday. Plus, they have brunch starting at 10.30 a.m. on Sundays. What else is new? Well, 5th Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room now has poker every Tuesday night and trivia on Wednesdays with DJ Captain Morgan. It's a new look, it's a new name, but it's the same location on 5th Street right beside the State Theater. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's clip rock All
3: right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Looking forward to catching up with Holt Nailers coming up in our next segment. We talked tight ends, uh, o-line a moment ago and i meant to mention that uh enjoyed our chat with bryce weaver a couple weeks ago uh who is an incoming offensive lineman to east carolina and he talked about uh coach shank and the east carolina coaches and he's excited to get here and uh seemed like a good young man so another future o-lineman currently a dh Conley biking john moody with a good one brian rimph what did he call him
0: <clears> the <throat> Rimpfer.
3: the Rimfer. The rimfer. Brian Rimpf, uh played for the Ravens, I believe, in the NFL. John, by the way, great uh, question. And uh, I'll bring that up with Troy. Tom Scott. And Holton and uh, Chandler and everybody in hour number three. But he said, you got five seconds, unlimited funds to grab whatever you want from UBE. What are you grabbing? So, I guess you need to set yourself up. In the right spot. In the right spot. And then time starts. So... Think on that. We'll talk about it. Five seconds, he said? Yeah. You can give your answer now since you won't be here.
8: Like, you be. You be. So, like, what type of apparel am I grabbing? What are you getting in five seconds? I mean, I guess I'm getting every shirt I can in the shirt section.
3: I'm going to get pins for uh, trivia because I always run out. So, I'm just going to grab a bunch of pins.
8: Um, Five seconds ain't much. It is not. So I guess I would start in like the middle of the t-shirt. So I'm not a big like- I would be afraid that I would freak out and grab
0: the wrong size t-shirt. So I'm going to go in there where all the um, posters are. You know, they have the cool posters at the stadium where... Uh, the, prince. the prints. The Like, I, I have one at the house, and it's the East UNC State game, 2010. Beautiful picture. As Clip, as Clip leaves the room, he hosts the show, by the way. But uh, yeah, there's a production meeting going on in the next room. But do you have any one of those
8: prints? I do not. My parents have the UNC oh, seventy forty one print. I believe it's and, in
0: our lobby right over there. Yeah. So, so. Uh, that's a that's a classic one. I would grab that one because I don't have that one. So I would probably get, and they have other stuff too besides the prints. Very rude of you, by the way, to leave your own show. Well,
8: and leave me hanging here with Steve. So and you seem like more of a you're going you're gonna to get, like, a golf shirt, like a polo guy. Polo okay. guy. I, and, I, and I need more. And I'm going t-shirt section. Clip seems more like a t-shirt guy.
3: I was thinking, and hopefully it's uh, there this season, even when it's hot, but I love hoodies and jackets. Yeah. I would be in the hoodies and jackets
8: section. Mm-hmm. That's a good If good I had
6: point. five seconds? Yeah.
8: Five seconds.
6: Oh, I can grab quite a few hats in five seconds. That's true, too. They've got a section across from by the the way we're
3: doing this in hour three as we're on minute seven of talking about it right now
7: they've got a section
8: you brought it up where the
7: hoodies are like across from the polos and those are like the most expensive clothing in there so i'm there and i'm just grabbing from both sides
8: all
3: right yeah god gave you two arms for a reason that's right let's go inside the rage (gasps) room i go is your kid
0: making your blood boil is slater making your blood boil Just talking all that crap to you because he can talk.
8: No, he actually makes me laugh because he talks crap about you guys.
3: That's good. That's good. Uh, Does your ex, have you seen Red? Used to. Okay. Okay. Is work making you furious? Yeah. Alright, there you go. Why is it not football season? There's a way to release that anger, and it's right here in Greenville. It's the Anger Management Rage Room. You can go to angermgmtnc.com and book your therapy session. You can smash, bash, and destroy objects in a specially designed rage room. You can vent, get out that frustration. It's a lot of fun. Take a date. It'll be a be a good night, a good date night in Greenville. All right, uh, who wants to begin today? I have a good one that I stole
0: from this guy on TikTok. You can't steal. A I range. have a good one that I stole. Yeah, because uh, a lot of times I'll come in here and I don't know what to rage about. I because we kind of rage do, all
3: week and like we get the rages out.
0: But it's kind of like a domino effect. Somebody mentions something, and then it just kind of goes on from there, and it turns into like a twenty-minute segment. So like what I minutes. saw. Uh, TikTok, on TikTok, this guy was like, All right, at a sports bar, the workers at a sports bar should be required to know okay. where the games are. Oh, this is, this is,
3: uh, tell as old as time <coughs> where the games right. are on TV. Yes. Yes. So he
0: said, for instance, he said, I was at this sports bar. I'm at the bar with my friends. Hey, can you turn it on to Alabama LSU? 3 30 on a Saturday, they're trying to, they're hovering, he said, they're hovering over ESPN. He's like, no. He said, they click on ESPN. He said, there's Appalachian State, Coastal Carolina. He said, that's a good matchup. That's a good college football game. But I want Alabama LSU. You should know that at 3
8: 30 on a Saturday, Alabama LSU is going to be on CBS. Now, I'll go one step further. They don't know what channel a station is on. So, like, you work at a sports bar. Hey, turn on CBS or turn on ESPN. What channel is that? You work at a sports bar. How do you not know that? And he said, the guy said, it's not over yet, guys. The guy said that he
0: said it's on CBS. The worker said this. We don't have CBS. He said, so you're telling me that you don't have a local channel? You don't have the basic cable here at this sports bar? He said, turn that damn channel to CBS.
2: <laughs> i went that to, is infuriating i me wanted to go
3: to okul's this was years ago thursday off day one march madness and uh my wife and i were going to go to okul's they were closed for lunch so we went to some crappy restaurant why we picked this restaurant i don't know but it was a crappy chain restaurant that's not here anymore we go in they have all these clip art basketball things on the wall like hey sports fans like generic basketballs and stuff We go in not a single game is on the tvs are on espn uh, espn2 espn news and i'm like hey can we get a, a basketball game on well what channel are those on well they're on four different channels they're on these channels for whatever reason, I don't know if she didn't know how to do it or didn't have the capacity to do it. Never got changed. I'm in a bar with all these fake basketballs around me. Can't watch an NCAA tournament game. Absolutely maddening. I feel like people and places are getting better at having sheets or tiebreakers. does. tiebreakers. AJ's does a good job. O'Cools was the best, which is why that was my favorite sports bar because they had sports people running the place and knew what was on, when it was on, all that. I feel like in 2022 it's gotten a lot better, but man, it has been it's been an issue for most of my adult sports bar life. So that that's a really good one. Anybody else?
6: Mine is not sports related, but I have been raging about this all week long. Somebody please explain to me why? And I don't think it was necessarily the city, but maybe a company coming into the city whatever, for crying out loud, please do not make one of the busiest roads in the city of Greenville, that is the one that runs right in front of the hospital coming in off the highway, don't make it a one lane road in the morning when people are commuting to work, you're making it a one lane road starting at the speedway, right there at the hospital, right as you're coming in off the uh, highway, all the way up to Memorial Drive. This has been somebody explain to me why they can't do this. You know what? At night. Because me and several hundred of my friends, as we are driving into work every morning, have to take an alternate route. Which means that the alternate route is either the other side of Greenville, which I don't need to be on. Or I have to take the back way and come in through 5th Street. Either way, me and several hundred of my friends are trying to travel down roads that are not normally that packed. And it causes me to be late for work. I do not want to have to leave at 10 15 minutes prior to my normal leave time because some numbskull decided that they wanted to do this in the morning. Do the crap overnight when nobody's on the daggone road.
3: Do it at night.
6: Do I'm, it at night. I haven't I'm heard numbskull. anybody call anybody. Yeah, numbskull. Well, I almost <laughs> I said something else. <laughs> well, I'm glad you that. It was numbskull. all I could do. Not, I mean, you just don't understand how much of an annoyance that is when I have to divert them from, from my normal route. All right. Just because some idiot decided, oh, this is the busiest street in the road. Let's just make it one lane. <laughs> it's funny. Let's just do it. Santa Claus? And, and even better, let's just do it all week. Not one day, not two days, all freaking week.
3: All right. Sure, uh, we're about right out of time. CJ, you got anything? Oh,
8: man.
7: My quarterback's Mitchell Trubisky.
3: All right. That's good. You can rage about that all season. Yeah. That'll be good. Uh, and your stadium has a stupid name.
8: I go, thanks for hanging out. Hey, by the way, I don't want to go to a full range here, but there should be an age cutoff if you're going to go to a baseball game. What? And bring a glove. Yeah. Like, 30 has got to be the age on it, right? 30? At a Major
6: League Baseball game. I'm thinking more
8: like... 25, maybe? 20? 20, I think is a fair... Yeah, if you're going to a Major League Baseball game... Wait, did somebody drop an F-bomb?
6: I did not. I said frickin'. (laughs)
8: Oh. I think we have
2: to. I think we'll have to get <laughs> we're gonna,
6: yeah. sure yes. I, I go to the replay. Let's go to the booth. We're
2: I gonna did, review the tape. I damn sure heard it. I <laughs> did, sure? did I? Yes. No, I said freaking. <laughs> oh, we got
3: no. we got three people. Troy makes four. That says you dropped it. Uh, when she I, said I, I it, I was like,
8: it. I think she we'll said. I said it. Oh, well, I, I, I did not. I did not mean it. to say
6: it. I was trying to say freaking.
8: There was. It dropped
0: it
6: hard too. Well, you know what? You know what? fine if i said it i said it that means that <laughs> whoever right. the numbskulls are knock it off all right. i just we dropped an f-bomb and i didn't even mean to do it troy
0: look this is what the anger management rage room does to you steven. it makes you drop the f bomb. hey on better
6: lunch. she
3: says it uh not to you and <laughs> to the world right so you don't have to worry about it steven we'll see you next week see you, man all right when we return hold nailers joining us on pirate radio live we'll have to check the tape see what shirley said we're back after this <laughs>
1: Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC Cadillac, Buick and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. And as we head back into the show clip Upon further review of the tape, I indeed said an F-bomb. First one in 20 years of working this wow. this radio station, I said it on the air, and that tells you just about how much of a rage I went into. I completely did not register I said that out loud. So sure I apologize like
9: a, uh, Blackout moment We're going to have to talk To management about this Yeah, And, uh, I, you,
6: know. and well, you are co- said
9: management There are going to be Consequences and repercussions well, she had a fine. Yeah, Don't
6: make me say it again Troy
0: <laughs> If she gets a vacation oh. from it I'm going to say <laughs> it right Take one too well, See I heard her say it And I was like Well maybe she didn't And then I see Troy Come around the corner And he looks at me and goes i was like oh yeah and i
3: didn't i didn't pick yeah. up on it and well i denied
6: it because i was like there's no way i said it
3: everybody uh robert scott john gordon kenny all saying yeah she said it yeah, yeah.
6: Steve and said. i went back to the tape and sure enough i said it and i did not even notice right. i had said well, it.
9: we've beeped it out for the replay so if yeah. you're listening to our encore edition it won't be making the air
6: yeah but no i fixed it Shirley, yeah.
9: please apologize to all the kids and I apologize listening. to okay. all the kids. In and- yeah. Right when yeah. I wanted Shirley to be the role model for my children, this <laughs> happens.
2: Come
3: on. You know, she used to babysit your kids. That's I, I used to change like their down. friggin' diapers. <laughs> I, Her
2: babysitter I always kids. thought it was Troy, yeah. but it was Shirley that it's it true. Those words. <laughs> Shirley wears many hats. Babysitting was one of them. Yep, babysitting was one, yeah, one. of them. Yeah,
9: so if they don't grow up right, it's your fault, Shirley. You oh, okay. It. All right, that yeah. nasty, dirty words you used. <laughs> I would never do
3: such a thing. Steve. On the air! Steve says, now Troy's not going to get you a birthday present next
4: year.
6: <laughs> <laughs> no, he'll just do his normal hey, thing. He'll him buy saddle. himself something.
9: Yeah, even, uh, even Holden confirmed it was an F-bomb. Yeah, You've I, probably heard plenty of F-bombs from coaches. I have.
3: Holden
10: Ayler's joining us. Holden, how you doing, both? Doing good. good uh, see had you. a good summer so far, so... Just dwindling down right here before camp. So busy summer. Yeah, very. Your very summer, summer
9: has been the busiest of any year I've seen for you, and not just here in Greenville. Your summer, like away from here, and your growth and development for folks that haven't been paying attention. Let's start with the uh, Manning camp of what that was about, how you got to be a part of it, and and what you learned from it.
10: Yeah, so uh, it was just an invite only thing that the Mannings would reach out um, to college guys that you know, I mean, that are in their draft eligible year um, the next year and i, I kind of got word that they were thinking about inviting me and it was like 10 o'clock at night my phone rang from new orleans and i answered it, it was archie manning he was wow. at holton um we'd like to invite you so it's a pretty cool moment for me because my brother's named after Pate manning and um so my family's really w- looked up to them but i mean anyone's looked up to the mannings that watches footballs so i mean yeah. they're the football family so it was super cool um it was an experience that i'll remember forever so you go up there um and what what happens so is so it's, there's a kid camp involved too so we're like the counselors of that um so we'd literally be busy from 6 a.m to 10 p.m at night so we would wake up um go to breakfast then go right into the kids camp uh eat lunch watch film while we're eating lunch with the mannings then we would go into our workout then we'd go eat dinner um watch film again with them and then go into our, se- our second workout of it um and then at nighttime they would sell tickets to Watch the college quarterbacks throw. So it'd be a full stadium out there watching our workouts. It was really cool. So you had uh, one. It's like a NIL deal, so
9: you get paid to be there. I assume so you get financial benefit, but then you get the benefit of learning from the
10: Mannings. Yeah, and I mean, and just being around the other college quarterbacks too, and kind of you know sizing up with that. But yeah, I mean, learning from those guys was. I mean, I learned probably um, more in that week than I have in my entire career of just like the small details and stuff, Um, and just you know watching film and what to look for and how in depth they were into it and just drills and such so i mean it was it was definitely beneficial for me
9: we talked off the air and, and it's an incredible opportunity and you're still the same guy but i think the perception of, of who you are and what you're capable capable of and your upside has increased just by those guys giving you an endorsement almost by inviting you into that camp where all of a sudden now people are noticing you and I'm talking on a national level now, yeah. regional and national level, that maybe you weren't on the radar screen before.
10: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's definitely um, amped that up. But, I mean, I've always been the one to just, I mean, just let my play speak for itself. I'm never going to sit here and pound my chest or anything like that. But, I mean, I did feel like I did pretty well at the camp um, compared to you know, the other guys there. And, you know, I don't think there's that much of a talent gap other than just the hype around the schools and the names. But other than that, I mean, there's really not much of a talent gap there. And, I mean, that kind of – I always believe that but that just kind of proved me um you know to be true so i'm just going to continue to work hard and you know see what this next year takes me
9: great connection and relationship with the mannings you've developed and now another great connection and relationship with uh, one of tom brady's guys and you could say perhaps the the greatest quarterback in nfl history i yep. guess many folks would say now uh you are working with one of tom brady's coaches stuff yeah folks probably don't know this
10: yeah, so he's a um, he's a biomechanics, health, nutrition, and mental coach. Um, just via Zoom call right now. He's in California. His name's Tom House. He works with pretty much any he they, he says he's a throwing coach, um, but he's really kind of everything. His his three three or four things are biomechanics, nutrition, sleep. Um, and there's one more I can't even think of it right now. I've had two meetings with him so far, but um, just getting. Get involved with him. I mean, he's worked with Brady, um, Breeze, the Mannings, um, you know, spoke about him there. So, he's a guy that works with them. He works with Clayton Kershaw. And any any elite thrower um, at a professional level, he's touched in some point. And he's, they, he reached out to you yeah.
9: to be a part of this.
10: Yeah, so literally that. right after the Manning Passing Academy, I, I heard from him. And we kind of have gotten into talks then. And the Zoom calls have, you know, started um, and we'll continue out kind of throughout the season, throughout my career. And then the uh, Br-
3: Brady has a very specific uh, diet. So is your diet going to change with you being a part of this? Yeah, for sure. It. So
9: actually, um, I did see him at tiebreakers at lunch today, but I don't the way. think that's and on so the plan. T- no, it's grilled no, chicken wait, and well, salad. Yeah. That's all right. No. Tom
10: Brady has TB12. Are you right. going to have HA12? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, they do have a huge nutrition side of it. And, you know, the first meeting I had with him. Um, so I'm good friends with UNC Charlotte's quarterback, and he got connected with them through their head coach, um, and he swears by them. Um, and then when we went to the Manning Passing Academy, we had, like, a player panel where we could ask Peyton and Eli kind of what helped them and um, their longevity of their career, and the first thing they both said was him. Um, so I was like, well, you know, I've heard of this guy. And then he reached out to me a couple of days later, so it was pretty cool. But um, when I was talking to him, he was like, most quarterbacks in college have reached about 35 to 40% of their potential. Um Without like even knowing it, and you know, I'm sitting here thinking I I have just a little bit to go, but really, I mean, there's a lot to improve on, and he's going to help me with it. That's impressive. Uh, getting back to the Manning
9: camp with Peyton and Eli, both seem like they're pretty good, down regular dudes in many ways. Like they seem like they'd be fun guys to hang out with. Did you get to interact with them socially at all? Get to know them as people? A yeah, bit, so separate we, from football players. Yeah, we
10: were literally with them like the whole like the whole time. So like, I mean, I would be sitting there at dinner, and it would be. Peyton Manning Eli Manning Archie Manning Bryce Young Stetson Bennett like anyone who you could think of would just be sitting there at dinner so I mean we then after we would have socials that we would go to they would be there so I mean by the end of it we all knew each other by, by name basis um, we were in a huge group chat with each other now with all the quarterbacks and the Mannings um, so it's just something that um, is a lot to learn from but I mean it was also just a cool experience is, is Devin Leary there? yeah he, he was actually one of my roommates how did oh, those wow. conversations go? Uh, we didn't talk about the game too much. We just talked about the atmosphere, how hot it was going to be. But I, me and him go back a good ways, just because we both got recruited by state. But, I mean, he's a good dude. I mean, we have we didn't really talk too much about the game other than just a couple of things.
9: Do, does it kind of – I mean, and you're – look, you're reaching a certain, you know, obviously celebrity status in Greenville, and your stock could, could get much bigger after this year potentially too. But does it hit you going, wow, I'm in a group chat with the Mannings? Like, uh, wow.
10: Yeah, do you get starstruck anymore? So, I – uh. The one guy that, like, so I've met, like, famous people before, and once you're around them, it's kind of just, like, okay, like, they're normal people, but the one guy that was not like that was Peyton. Peyton was, like, it was still just, like, Peyton, because he's so, like, intense. Like, Eli's laid back, like, yeah, like, let's go get drinks, let's go to dinner, and blah, 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 and Peyton's, like, locked in on football, and he's retired, so he was was a little bit different, um, but pretty much... So Peyton was
9: more like the fraternity guy you could hang out with, and uh, I mean Eli was more laid back fraternity guy. Peyton was more like the let's um, get stuff done. Yeah, like the chapter advisor.
0: I was going to ask you about uh, Peyton because he he's a perfectionist, and when it comes to instruction. How much, was, how much was it in, de, in detail when it came to film Very. or, or, or on-field instruction? Because I've seen do- documentaries about Peyton, and there was one where he went and visited. I, Butch Jones was at Tennessee, and he goes to Tennessee, and it was supposed to be like a 30-minute session where he talks to the coaches, and he said they were he was in there watching film with those guys for like four hours.
10: Yeah, no, he so Archie was kind of the guy that like controlled the time and all that, but Peyton would just go over the whole time. Anytime that Peyton would have the room, he would go over the whole time, and he's so in-depth about, like, weird things too like one of the things that he kept talking about was QB center exchange which is just like the beginning of practice when you just get snaps with yeah. the center um, and he was sitting there and he was like everything matters he was just talking to the college coach he was like everything matters um, We used to, I used to make sure that they filmed this and I used to watch it 30 minutes after practice with my center and Eli was sitting next to him, like, just shaking his head. And he was like, if you care about it, you'll do it too. And Eli was like, "Like, dude, that's not true. Like, you're just weird, man. And everyone cracked up. So he's just so in-depth about everything. Um, but that's what made him great. And so, we
0: saw that on the Manning cast, too, because Peyton was sitting there kind of going through every single play, every yeah. single, just everything about that play. And Eli's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, so literally. we saw that in the Manning cast on Monday Night Football this year.
10: So yeah, that's cool. literally exactly how they are. Is like Eli just, like, sits there and laughs at him when he, like, gets so in depth and so intense he almost like gets angry at himself like just sitting there talking about football like he was uh another story he was sitting sitting there saying that against the 0-4 ravens defense and just talking about watching film and stuff and you said how much in depth he was he he said that he knew what blitz they were going to come based off of the defensive tackles what foot was up and i'm like who would even think about that like like i would never think about watching film on the defensive tackle what foot is up and um can I mean, almost sure. overanalyze
9: stuff too, yeah. can't you? And I mean, you
10: I definitely can. I mean, I know most people can, but I guess he he's just one of those that can soak up everything I and
9: You talking last year, did you just want to sometimes just go out and sometimes just play too and yeah. not overthink it? No, things. I'm a
10: big I'm a big believer and he kind of he said one of our que- I'm a big believer in that and you you can't overdo it. You got to just go out there and trust your instinct sometimes mm-hmm. too. Um I mean, I watch film more than anyone, but at the same time you got to go out there and you know once you once you get a good feel for it you don't need much more and, and he kind of got in depth about towards the end of his career he stopped watching film once it got to fridays because he did think he was overanalyzing stuff in his younger part
9: talking to hold nailers he's the ecu starting quarterback he has one year left as an east carolina pirate before he is uh, out of eligibility yes, I say you've, you've maximized it <laughs> as, as much, much as, as I you can, can it feels like you've been here forever we <laughs> love it um Also, season starts September 3rd, Dowdy-Ficklin Stadium, high noon against NC State. Our coverage will start 8 a.m. with the Bud Light pregame tailgate. And uh, the party will start Thursday night, September 1st. 49 days away, Troy. 7 p.m. as the uh, tickets are already going fast, by the way. They are available. They were uh, released today. You can click the link on uh, our website, pr927fm.com to purchase tickets. They are only $10. All of your $10, we're going to donate that to local charities once we... um have a final on that but ticket sales are going good this event will sell out by the way we are limited capacity this year we're at the state theater it is not unlimited tickets we do have a uh, only a certain amount of folks we can have it will be a great amount and it'll be a uh, good group of folks but we do not have unlimited tickets we do not have unlimited space so i would recommend uh getting your tickets early before it does sell out And we appreciate everybody that's already done so so far. All right, Holden, we talked about the Manning camp, uh, what you're doing with Tom Brady is one of his uh, mental coaches. What's going on at Mobile, Alabama? Because you've been spending a lot of time down there, and I haven't even really gotten into talking with you off the air about what's what's been going on down there. I know you've had a couple trips, or had a trip and got another trip planned.
10: Yeah, so uh, that's who I'm going to train for for the draft this is QB country, David Morris. Um, he trains about 16 quarterbacks in the NFL right now, and then a bunch of college quarterbacks, too. He's one of the you know, top quarterback trainers in the country. Um, I got in touch with him. He was actually so he was the starter at Ole Miss before Eli came, and then he, Eli took his position. Um, he became the backup. They became best friends, and then when Eli went on, um, he began he began train, training Eli, um, and that's kind of how he got in quarterback coaching. Now he does pro pro days and stuff. So uh, just getting down there as much as I can with him. He's he's great to work with, and just a ton to learn. He was at the Manning Passing Academy too. He's one of the few. Uh, quarterback coaches at the Mannings allow to go and kind of help out. So that's awesome. We just kind
3: of hit on this, but so you got your Brady's guy, you were down there with the Mannings. You got your own coach and Donnie Kirkpatrick. Mike, yeah. you know, this guy. So how do you pick and choose what you take in and use for yourself? Because that again, that's a lot of stuff coming at you. A lot of different. No, voices. yeah, it
10: is. It is for sure. Um, for me, you know, the Manning Passing Academy was a lot of like how to watch film and, like, small details like that. It wasn't, like, much of form or anything like that or, like, certain drills. I mean, I got some drills from it, but it was just more about, like, picking their minds about how to watch film. How to That was my – that's what I wanted to go into it. Um, obviously, I learned a ton from the Mangs and just a ton from the other guys, but my goal was, okay, how can I get a little bit better watching film? So everybody's doing something different yeah. kind um, of. So, yeah, I mean, and then with – Brady's guy, um, Tom House. You know, I, he's more of just a mental coach um, and a biomechanics coach. Kind of just that's more for arm health. Um, and he's more of just like, like one big thing physically that I work on with him um, is like stretching and um, prehab more than like rehab. Mm-hmm. Uh, get my shoulder ready, and and so it stays good throughout the season. Doesn't get sore. Doesn't get tired. Um,
9: what do you do to stretch? Like, is it
10: with the bands? Yeah, there's a of lot stuff? of band and... work. There's a lot of just um, body work, just stuff like that. Just everyday stretches that you can do um, mm-hmm. that. Honestly, I've never done before, and it when I when I started it, it was like you know these muscles feel weird. I've never used them before. Uh-huh.
3: We talk about that with CJ Mayhew uh, when he comes yeah, in as so, a pitcher. We don't talk about it with quarterbacks a lot. Yeah. when like Aaron Rodgers is throwing it forty five times and you're out there chunking it, we don't really think about your arm. Yeah,
10: so that is a real thing. So. No, it is for sure. And and he Brady anytime Brady touches anything, every other quarterback's going to eventually do it. And you know Brady getting involved with him. Um, and then the man is getting involved with him, It kind of just it—he escalated really quickly and kind of got into the football game. He's a huge baseball guy. He played baseball, um, I think, for the Dodgers, and so he was a huge baseball guy. Kind of Brady got into him. He got into football, but um, Brady swears that's why he's played so long. So I mean, I'm gonna, like I said, any quarterback that can listen to Brady, I'm gonna do so. Yeah.
3: Holden Naylor's joining us inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Holden, we uh, previewed the ECU offensive line. Would have been great to have you for that segment. Heck so yeah, we, we could have got Heck an inside yeah. source. Uh, hearing a lot could, from, could have
9: graded the uh, the preview. Yeah, well,
3: grade us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, Maybe. We, well, I need to go back and watch the film on it before I talk about it. But uh, sounds like from the inside and outside that – and Steven Igo said it himself – this is the best offensive line Mike Houston's had since he's been here. Would you agree with that statement? And if so, what makes it that way?
10: 100%. Um, We're as talented as we've ever been, and we're also as deep as we've ever been. I mean, we're going to have guys that – I don't know who the starters are yet, but we're going to have guys that aren't starting that would start on every other year that I've been here. Right. Um, And that will be multiple guys. So, I mean, we've had – we'll have guys that have started big time games for us that might not start this year and we'll still play we're going to rotate guys in and that's what's honestly going to be special about this year. is We got seven or eight guys that are real dudes that can compete in this league that will help us out and you know stay fresh throughout the game. Uh, and you got just, your
3: center back from last year which, which is, is always is, important, right? It's my Avery Jones. First time
10: having it. Yeah, so yeah. Wow. first time
9: having a returning center. And, and basically what it sounds like is for the first time in a long time, maybe ever, we have some depth at offensive yes. line i know the same thing in the defensive line i've talked to the guys they yeah. say they're rotating guys in and out on the d line all the time because they have the guys that have the talent to be able to do that
10: yeah and it's not like there's not a huge talent jump when we do sub out and that's what you can sub out as much as you want if but there's going to be a talent for most for most schools there's gonna be a talent jump, and for us this year you know god willing with no injuries um i mean we have a pretty good pretty good group how long we got holding for Let's take a break. Can you hang out for yeah, another segment? Okay, yeah. Let's let's do that. another segment. Take a break. Shirley Rose
3: will come back. More with hold nailers will also make you a winner on the other side. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this.
6: filler. Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Mix Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752 1406 or visiting dot com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All
3: right, back with you on a Thursday uh, edition of Pirate Radio Live. <laughs> the show within the show is always great, Clip. Charlie, CJ, Chan Man, Clip Brock, Troy D, and Holden Ayler's here on a Thursday. Holton, I want to ask you about Mason Garcia. So he came here, and he was going to bide his time and wait and, and eventually become the starting quarterback at East Carolina. That time was a little longer than he was anticipating, and if you were in his shoes, you'd probably be antsy to get out there and play. But I don't know. What does that say about him, that he is indeed sticking it out? He's also improving, and hopefully when it is his time, he'll be ready to go. But how about his growth and and just that he's still here and yeah. and, and wanting to play?
10: Yeah, he's grown a lot. Um, we we've, we've had a lot of conversations about it. And um, he, as a backup, it's hard sometimes because um, you're not the starter for one, especially as a young guy coming in as, as talented as he was. But I mean, he's done everything the right way. He's never tried to push in my shoes at all. He's never pouted about anything. Um, he's done it the right way. So, um, you know, I mean, I'm I'm always been there for him. Always will be there for him. And. You know, hopefully, when my time's done he, done here, he steps in and you know does just as good, if not better.
3: And I've heard, and, and this is, he's not the only person I've heard this about, but he's got all the talent. It's about knowing the plays, uh, getting in the film room, doing all that extra stuff. Uh, you know, has, has he come along a long ways in, in doing those types of things?
10: Yeah, he has. I mean, honestly, in college, it's, it's so much about um, just seeing it. Once, once you finish that first rep at it the live rep at it and you get your first start i know he had one in 2020 but i mean there's no one in the in the stands of that game that's a hard um i mean you don't want to say it's not a full start but i mean until he gets that full thing which i mean if everything goes good this year and then you know next year the the big house will be a (laughs) heck of a first start (laughs) for him Um, but I mean that's one of those things is once you get a couple games under your belt and you you, once you stack them and get in a rhythm and you know figure out okay this is what college football is about that's when he's really going to start improving Um, and just figuring out you know kind of getting a routine for how to watch film in the week I mean I've been doing this this is going to be my fifth year starting um, now so I kind of know you know my routine throughout the week what film I need to watch one day what I need to do the next day and until you're in that position fully, I mean, I've been the backup before, and I thought that I was prepared. But until you're in that position, I mean, it's hard to even know. We know Donnie Kirkpatrick does a lot of coaching with him,
0: but how much are you hands-on with him, like pulling him to the side and kind of teaching yeah. him some stuff? Yeah,
10: I mean, anytime I can in practice. um, I mean, anytime I can, I see something, and really not just him, but all the quarterbacks. You know, I I didn't really have that when I first got here, and that was one of the goals that I had was when I became an upperclassman and, and had the experience that I could kind of help them out. So I mean, I, I hope I've helped them out a lot. I try to. Um, and I guess kind of you'll see down the road.
3: At this point, you're certainly a staple in that leadership position. But this team has developed so much depth now and upperclassmen that there's got to be a ton of guys in that locker room that can maybe control that locker room if
10: the coaches aren't around. Now, I'm sure you got a lot of guys shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder with you that yeah. can do that. Right. Oh, for sure. I mean – the best the best teams are player-led teams, um, and we're, we're to the point now where, I mean, we can go out there in the summer and we don't need coaches around for us to do a 7-on-7 seven seven and have a good discipline rep or stuff like that. I mean, we Big John will just – we'll be in there lifting, and Big John will just tell us to go to con- condition um, on our own and tell us the condition and you know, tell us to time it and stuff like that. When he first got here, there was no way – He would have done that and could have done that, but he trusts us now. I mean, like I said, the best teams are player led teams, and we're to the point now where you know one of my goals this summer is really to kind of of take a step back and let other guys lead. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to lead. You know, I'm I'm I like I enjoy doing it, but at the same time, you know, if some of the guys I can get to step up, um, you know, on defense and some of the receiver guys that maybe. Are more lead by example guys, and you know, tell them, hey, you know, speak up a little bit and let people hear your voice. I'm just trying to, you know, let other guys who would make the team better. Who are
3: those other speakers on the team right now?
10: Um, Xavier Smith's a big one. Miles Berry's a big one on defense. Malik Fleming on offense. Keaton Mitchell, Rajah Harris. I mean, we got kind of like you said, we got so many. I mean, we yeah. got you know, ten plus three, three, four, five year starters now to where, like you said, I mean, there's so many voices that um, can be heard. That I mean, it's it's not too many because you can never have too many. Um, experienced guys that are respected but at the same time we we all know to respect each other and when someone speaks you know listen
9: yeah i was talking with someone about you earlier today and i said you know you're in a unique position here because you kind of span uh, multiple generations now of you know <laughs> especially coach you know your your recruiting started under ruffin mcneil yeah uh when you first kind of verbally said yeah i want to come to ecu uh you signed officially with scotty montgomery yep uh you're playing for mike houston so, I mean, you could look at it as your career at East Carolina has spanned over three college football coaches. Uh, you've been here just about as long as anybody now.
3: Two ADs, four basketball coaches. Yeah. So I'm still with some other math. I mean, it is, it is
9: amazing, though, if you think about yeah. Your tenure has been here longer than a lot of other folks affiliated with the university. And, and yet, the script is still being written. And you've been here during some of the darkest times yeah. at East Carolina. And now... This year, the one year left, this final season, could be perhaps some of the greatest times uh, in front of you and in front of this football program. I mean, really, it is y'all's decision as far as what happens. And right now, you haven't lost a game. And, you know, you can run the scenarios, best-case scenario. You win every game. Worst case, you lose every game or anything in between. But what does that make you feel to know that, man, this is going to be – you'll end up probably being remembered at East Carolina for what happens – this season is my guess that this is kind of your moment now to take ECU, especially this program, and in many ways this university, maybe to the next level.
10: Yeah, um, you know it's kind of crazy, like you said, you know back when I was 14 years old, rough all for of me, and you know I'm sitting here 22 years old. I mean that's almost 10 years. Yeah, um but you know when I committed here, I knew it was going to be a, a rough process. I knew that it was going to take a lot, and I knew that was going to take a lot of heat for it. Um, you know I could have went. To schools where it was probably easier um you know less stress for me but you know i wanted to be the the one to help turn this thing around i wanted to be the the face of this thing and um you know last year when i had to make a decision whether to come back or not you know i knew that this year was going to be the best team that we've had the best team that i would have if i came back and i um, you know, i couldn't pass that up i mean being the quarterback here i've said it many times is you know one of the greatest blessings i've ever had and um, i'll cherish it forever so i mean just one more year at it with the best team and most talent we've had, especially, um, I mean, I couldn't couldn't pass it up.
9: And we're fortunate here. We get to know you as a person, separate from just a football player. And I know in the past, it always hasn't been fun. It, it hasn't always been roses. Yeah. Uh, but right now, I would say it seems like you're having the most fun you've ever had at quarterback at East Carolina. Is that fair?
10: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, one of those reasons, kind of like we just talked about, is you know when we were first changing the program, you know, the first couple years here, I was, you know, me and a couple other guys that are still here now leaders with me kind of had to be the vocal guy all the time and pushing and, you know, almost pulling guys along with us. And now, kind of like I said, my goal this summer is to take a step back rather than push or pull or anything like that. Like, I don't got to, the guys that are here now are the guys that want to be here and the guys that stuck, stuck through the hard times. And um, there's almost appreciation in the locker room of just knowing, you know, we all got through this and now. Um, we get to see the reward of it. Yeah, I mean,
9: it is like, hey, you survived the hurricane. Yeah. Literally. Hurricane's over, we're rebuilding, and now let's let's make this house fantastic.
10: Yeah, and then, I mean, that's how we see it. And I mean, just the appreciation to know that, you know, we helped build this thing back up with Coach Houston and the coaches and Big John and all those guys. And I mean, these fifth-year guys, I mean, we've been through a lot in those six-year guys, same thing. I mean, we've been through probably some of the worst times in ECU football history um, or at least came in during them. Um, to, to get to a bowl game last year and then, you know, our goals this year, if we achieve them, would be pretty special.
9: Let, let's talk about something you have zero control over, but I'd love to get your opinion on okay. And that's all this conference realignment stuff. Yeah. Uh, it is kind of wild, and the things that have happened just within the last month that yep. are kind of shocking. What's your perspective on all this?
10: You know, I think, I mean, for one, money's going to rule over everything, no matter if people say it will or it doesn't. It, I mean, it, it does, especially in college sports and Shows how much of a business it is. So that was one of the biggest shocks I had when I first got into college was it was like you go from high school where you grow up the people, you know the coaches your whole life, to college, you know them and their family, and Coach Mo walks in one day, says he's fired, and you don't see him again. He's not your coach anymore. So mm-hmm. um, you just see how much of a business it is. But um, it, the thing that is really going to hurt, you know, the one thing about NIL is like these big schools like Texas A&M and all that. Um you know, they have the ability to – what I've heard from, you know, some people is they're eventually going to pretty much have 115 guys on scholarship because the walk-ons will just get NIL scholarships instead. So, if it gets to that point, um, I mean that that's a that's a big-time thing. But I don't think – the thing about ECU is, um, I mean, we're not in the SEC. We're not sitting here having to compete with Alabama. We're not competing with Texas A&M. So, I think we're in a great spot. I mean, we got good NIL deals here with – I mean, you can recruit guys. And in our conference, like I've – the Houston quarterback was at the Manning Passing Academy, and they have, like, no NIL deals. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they, pe- I know people don't like to hear that that's a thing, but that is a thing in today's college sports. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. Um, and just the fan base that we have, and I think we're in a good position to kind of take over the the top G5 because, I mean, you think about it, Cincinnati's leaving next year, UCF's leaving, Houston's leaving, BYU's leaving. That's some of the top group of five teams in the country. And ECU has, the you know, in the past been those schools. Um, So, I mean, we can kind of take that back over, and and I I think we're in a good spot. I wouldn't be too worried if I was an ECU fan. Holden Aylers joining us. Holden, when you made
3: your decision to come back, you said – I believe you said that the decision was between going to play professional football or staying here. There was no other option in there. And and I'm just curious whether it's legal or not, but with all the the NIL, with the transfer portal, how much were you – contacted or you know talked to by other schools other players from other schools
10: all that going on i was contacted (laughs) um we'll keep it i was contacted yeah i'm here now because i want to be here um i I wasn't going to go to another school but yeah i was contacted yeah
3: and that stuff i'm sure goes on luckily good family good head on your shoulders but i mean a lot of pressure on I guess young men, not necessarily kids, but kids to young men these days with everybody trying to drag them in a different and, direction. And, and, and you don't have to name names,
9: but when you are contacted, is it directly by coaches or is it by people that represent the coaches or the universities? Is it, Are they trying to do it through back channels or are they just straight up it's a head coach calling you?
10: Um, depends. I mean, a little bit of both. I mean, it depends what school, who it is, um, <clears throat> previous relationships, just stuff like that, but, I mean, a little bit of both. Holden Aylers joining us. Thank you for answering. Yeah, I imagine
9: you got a lot of calls during that window, especially, where there's that uncertainty.
10: Yeah, but... uh, Well, I'm glad
9: you put that to rest quickly, and we're we're glad to have you here, obviously. For sure.
3: How about uh, the newcomers, Holden, how much have you been able to... I don't get out on the field work with them as far as winstead and the receivers also the new offensive lineman how much have you been able to play with those a lot
10: guys? yeah i mean a lot we're doing scaly which is seven on seven um two days a week then we're throwing a third day twos i mean they're they're super talented um just getting timing down with those guys but yeah we're getting a lot of reps with them right now
3: july 14th you've got your own camp coming up july 23rd which is sold out at yep. this point the whole the naylor's football camp you've got other stuff going on when is the uh do you know the official first practice day for you guys
10: uh, i know we report august 2nd so i'm guessing okay. august 3rd maybe yeah.
3: so man we are getting there
10: yeah
9: it's a clip it'll be here before you know it
3: that, will, wait. that it will uh I, I remember you asked this to uh coach houston and his favorite part of the season as a coach who me yeah oh you, <laughs> yes Oh, you. I mean, you said
9: you i didn't know if you were talking about me or Holden. that's why
3: no it was you okay, on right. the show okay got you i guess outside of playing and holding what's your favorite part of the uh the football calendar being a college football player
10: um shoot after going to the bowl game last year the bowl game that was pretty sweet that that week was super that cool. build up yeah um and just being there in the city and just the vibes around that that was something obviously none of us have ever experienced so that was super cool and um, i still
9: think we would have stomped those guys i mean i'm telling you i think we were geared up queued up ready to roll yeah and i don't think i don't know if they felt the same
10: yeah we were uh we were were ready to roll so that's all i'm gonna say about that i mean i don't want to Call them out, but we were ready to roll.
3: And you got you got a lot of carrot to the end of the stick for yourself personally, but also that feeling uh that you haven't been in a bowl game, yeah. playing in an actual game. So I know you and your teammates. I don't know is that discussed? Uh, it's yeah. at least in the back of the mind, I would imagine. No,
10: it is for sure. I mean, we got a lot bigger goals this year, but sure. then, you know that's the first one to kind of cross off the list in the you know late half of the season. All right, Naylor's joining us. You enjoying any
9: time off? You know, i am actually so getting out yeah, there I've literally, a little
10: bit a little breaks yeah i've literally been doing something every weekend this summer i think this is the first weekend all summer that i haven't been doing something involving football so yeah
9: i know you've been busy yeah you need to rest a little bit too every I, am. Once in a while. I am i am but i want
10: to i want to overschedule
9: you like my kids i don't want to you overscheduled <laughs> There you go. We gotta nah, have got some downtime. We gotta have some relaxation time. A mental break, <laughs> yeah. Every now <laughs> well, and then. Well, man, this has been a uh this has been a big big summer for you. This is a lot of uh in case you missed it earlier, all the stuff we talked about with the Mannings and the Tom Brady connection and the stuff. I mean, this this has not been the average summer off. You yeah. Know? This has been hasn't. a real growth summer for you. And I think uh it's gonna pay big dividends coming this fall.
10: Yeah, I hope so. I mean I'm I'm definitely seeing and feeling a lot of improvement. So just go hope to go out there and put it on the field
9: all right well good luck uh with the holton adler's first ever football camp coming up july 23rd yeah and unfortunately if you didn't if you waited too long for it, it is sold out yeah it's sold so out. a very popular uh camp as you could imagine at dh Connolly. i'll uh, look forward to hearing reports about that and we've got some uh some interesting news coming down the pike we'll, we'll we share Maybe next month with folks yeah. about uh, how they can participate. Well, I don't know. I don't want to spill the beans. So I'll let you know. if you want to say anything about it or if you don't want to we'll say. Keep it we, quiet for now. Right. We'll Let's say we've cool got some uh, a a good way that you could. We just got some interesting stuff to <laughs> I don't, <laughs> yeah, don't want to promote saying. it without promoting. You just I don't. don't yeah. Yeah. But it'll be something that people could get involved in if they want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll just leave it at that.
3: There you go. Yeah. Uh, Hulk got another Conley Viking on the way. We talked to Bryce Weaver Bryce, on the show a couple yeah. weeks ago. Seems like a
10: good dude. He's He's looking stuck. forward to seeing him I'm known, So his brother was my teammate and I grew up with. Um, and then their older brother grew up with my brother so i've known him since he was tiny awesome um well, he's not tiny anymore yeah, that's he's, a good he's thing he's huge he's he's helping out in the camp too so awesome and a lot it's like up. you he's very mature especially Seems i remember like we were it, talking yeah. to you yeah. when
0: you were senior at yeah. at dh Conley. it's like you were a grown man it's, it was the same way with bryce weaver heck though. yes the Conley connection man
3: <laughs> all right uh enjoyed it Hulk. heck, heck yeah good rest thanks for, for having us man and we'll talk to you a lot uh coming up this fall surely let's open up the booty bag give us something away
6: Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, booty,
3: booty, booty, booty booty everywhere. All right, 317-1250. What are we giving away today? How
6: about a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's? Man, Mm, always shrimply delicious.
3: Always
9: shrimply delicious. Next Next
6: time you talk to Molly... Drop a Shrimply
9: Delicious in the, uh, got in in the conversation. So See if you can get a uh, look at it.
0: We did one day with Mully, and uh, as you can imagine, he Mully was like... He went full Molly mode.
9: He did. Oh, Shri- yes. Shrimply Delicious. Shaking his head in disgust. <laughs> All right, uh, what call are we
3: looking for?
6: Number six.
3: All right, caller six, we We're back with more after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates. And proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market. Uh, the Dow was down 142 points. Closed out the day at 30,630. The uh, NASDAQ was up three at 11,251. The S&P dropped 11 points, close out the day at 3,790. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look to investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. And congratulations to Pam Odom of Winterville. Got a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's. Enjoy your favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Plus, ice cold cervezas and Chico's famous margaritas are always available. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's clip.
3: Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Really enjoyed the chat with Holden Aylers. If you are just tuning in, you can actually go to YouTube and watch it right now or just wait till the show's over in 10 minutes or, show, uh, or so and check it out on our Apple Podcast, Spotify, uh, Facebook Live. It'll be archived there as well. Great chat with the quarterback from East Carolina. Uh, Troy, John Moody had a question earlier in the show and wanted to ask you, he says, uh, in this hypothetical scenario, you have five seconds to grab whatever you want to from UBE, unlimited money, so everything's free, but you only get five seconds. So I guess you set up in the spot where you're going to grab from Go ahead and get your spot down, and then the time starts. So what are you grabbing over at UBE? If and you there's no that? penalty? No, no. Uh, five seconds is the only rule
9: you yeah. got. You uh, I think five a, seconds I, I, is too low, man. I'd be at the cash register. <laughs> cash <and> cash, <laughs> Damn. Get the bag. I mean, that's what I'm going for. Because then I can get the more cash I get, then I can buy whatever I want.
3: We're playing checkers. Troy's playing chess. Yeah. That's... I don't know if he specified you have to get an item, but the oh, way okay. I asked the question... You
9: answered it. You said anything.
3: Yeah. So now let's go with. It has to be an item for purchase oh, okay. at UBE. All right. Uh, what are you grabbing from UBE? You start uh, grabbing their signage
9: and like things. They I, yeah. well, you start the, robbing
0: them. Here
9: is the sad part. Well, not the sad part. Probably the glad part for them. The good part. I've been here so long. I feel like I've have about just about every product they sell. Oh, I know. I so there is like nothing that they ha- like. And when they get something new, I go buy it. Like. They're getting a new shirt that I like. I like this uh, Horn and Legend brand that they got. It's really nice. They're getting a new one in soon. And once it gets there, chattel might give me a message. Hey, it's arrived. I go get one.
3: Because not only yeah. is it nice,
9: you also get to be the first one to wear it. Yeah, and then bit, for like a few months, people are like, oh, where'd you get that? Yeah. Where'd you get that? I'm not telling Ube, <laughs> um, but anyway, so I don't, you know I don't know I feel like I have everything from Ube, but they've got a ton of cool stuff. I'd probably you'd probably go for the hat wall. I'd imagine no
3: I, because I have a lot of their hats. I said I, I would go I, in the hoodie and jacket area. Yeah, because those are high ticket for items. The fall and, uh, yeah, winter. I'd
9: probably go. Uh, I'd probably go in that corner I was talking about where there's a couple maybe. Amen. Columbia. Corner. There's a, uh, they've got some of those really nice, there's a Cutter Buck shirt I like that I haven't got. I'd probably snag that in five seconds. So, is it okay with Shirley? Well, she's been raging on air and off air.
3: Leave her alone. She's (laughs) probably cussing out NC. Hey, speaking of
9: Rage Room, I got something funny for you guys. I meant to send this to y'all. I meant to, this was during the break. It was the first day of our, like, July 4th holiday break, basically. I just got into the I wasn't on the beach. For five minutes, I got a picture of Uh-oh. this, and I meant to tweet it to you guys, and I forgot. Oh, but this just reminded me of it. It was the rage room going into that weekend.
3: Yep. I about and the you birds, had a, you had
9: a great one, which I co-signed on. Oh, I was, I was about thinking. the idiots. What were you thinking? Music. No. It was the idiots that feed the seagulls. Oh, yeah. no. George. Because there was
3: two that day about the beach. Yeah. yeah, no. And I'm like,
9: exactly. The idiots that feed the seagulls should be like banned. Have a lifetime ban from the beach.
0: Oh, they should be d- gone from the human race. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I like your chair.
9: I've watered it down since then. I've softened. Um, I wasn't there five minutes. I looked to my right, and what is this moron doing on the beach?
6: feeding the damn singles no. now oh i gosh. mostly see so children
9: sorry. doing it which they don't know a better grown man. Well, you're saying a grown Bull. man I, i'm gonna pull up the picture and find it and send it to, or tweet it to you and show and you and maybe
0: i didn't specify this when we were raging that day but i did if i didn't i'm sorry but i did mean people with adults sense. Yeah, yeah people that have, know better that know better right. exactly and I so bet you're the, saying a grown man is sitting gra- out there feeding the singles and, and I, making it a Terrible it's, it, atmosphere It turns into
9: exactly what you think it turns into. Hell.
0: a, a Alfred
9: Hitchcock movie. Birds. Yeah, yes. The birds, They're it? coming out of every... I mean, birds were leaving Moorhead City to come get these crap, whatever he's throwing oh, up. All God. those birds told their friends and they came yeah. too. I mean, I'm telling you, there's something about Mother Nature. They have a... You know, they can put the word out on, for the Communi- birds. It's
3: called communication. Yeah. Yeah.
9: yeah. And I, it wasn't... I was like thinking, I'm like, oh my God. Where are my guys? This is... <laughs> This is exactly what we were talking about.
3: So you needed an outdoor, you need a mobile rage room for situations <laughs> like that, <laughs> yeah. where you can get the rage out.
9: I feel like I need have an RV
3: one. rage room. <laughs> All right. So that, hey, look, we're talking about real
0: life scenarios. That was real and life. You saw what one.
9: bothers you, and then it happened. It's almost like you spoke it into fruition.
0: Manifested you know that's my, it. That's my fault. That's that's my fault. Yeah.
3: Uh, now Shirley's gonna run into a lot of one lane traffic on the way home since she uh, she brought it up today.
9: Yeah. All right. about, I heard you guys talk about oh what just do it at night. You know how hard it is to find people to work during the day. That's <laughs> I'm mean. sure it's tough at night. Pay them extra. I don't know.
3: Uh, you know who's the only person who's going to be at ECU longer than Holden Ehlers, Cliff Collins.
9: Yes, got a new deal. Congratulations. An I ca- extension. I called to get uh, details on this new deal for the uh, finances. Here's but he was little, on his new yacht. Here's a little. Uh, <laughs> here's a little fast fact. All right. Was not able to. You know why? Why? The deal has been agreed to in principle, but has not been signed uh, Cliff is currently out of the country, or was out of the country. I don't know where he is right now. He's coaching USA Baseball. Oh, yeah, right. So he's not available to sign it yet, evidently, hmm. was I've been told. But once he I'm gets sure back sure he'll come back with pen in hand. He'll sign it, and then we can get a copy of it. But they don't have it officially signed and notarized. I well, that makes saying. sense, yeah. So I don't have details. You no, know, we like to be nosy around here. Every, hey, look! No one <laughs> no. wants to ask, but everybody wants to know. That's true. You know.
3: Luckily, so, Troy you has. You know me. The, yeah, I don't care. The Nuggets to ask these questions. Yeah, I'll
9: be the shark. Yeah, I'll
3: go after it. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't think of that about that part of it. He's yeah. not here. They, he talk, is, they talk about the extension, but how much money are right. we talking?
9: Yeah. I want to no know cash, baby
3: straight cash homie but uh man that's awesome to hear 2029 so uh
9: you know what well congratulations well deserved deserved. absolutely yeah i'm I'm glad they were able to do that
0: and i saw that seven-year contract is long enough to be the longest extended contract in ecu history for any coach wow makes sense and it may be and it
9: it. may be more time than it was even money that say hey we're making a long-term commitment to you which is probably what cliff wants yeah you know but it's probably guaranteed at this point you know, yeah, a big chunk of it. So
3: great to uh, to have him at the helm for yeah. a uh, long, long time. All right, uh, let's see what else is going on, Troy D.
9: I don't know, man. It's been busy.
3: Favorite tight ends? Well, I don't even I mean, need look, to ask. I, 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 oh, I almost—why did you, you even guys, ask?
9: The answer for every of these one of these questions concerning ECU 1991 is Luke Fisher. I mean, and honestly, he and listen, I like Carl Lester Crumpler Jr. I'd probably rank him right up there at probably number two. Um, big fan of Crump. We went to school together, we were friends, we worked together actually in a job together. Um, little known fast fact, Crump and I were coworkers at one time at ECU. Can you name the job? Uh this is it's part of Troy D. Trivia here close. The student store. No close. Yeah. You had student part right. What keep student else? media? Student. No, another good guess, but that was not it. We were... Uh, SGA? No, another good guess. We were orientation advisors. We oh. helped run the orientation program, Crump and I did. with. Uh, you know, There were only 10 guys chosen on campus. We were two of the 10. So, I will never forget the day, Carl Lester Crumpler Jr. And we all, you know, you kind of get to know each other. You work closely. It becomes like a kind of a family deal. And, uh, you know me, I was kind of the jokester back, uh, back in the day clip. Back in the day, not currently. Like to keep things light. So, um, and you know Crump, he's known for his sense of humor. (laughs) All the Crump. So I said something smart, Alec, you know, (laughs) probably bordered more on smart ass. Oh, I like this story. Where's this going? Uh, Something to Crump about one of the games and his play. I can't remember, like something that happened that season. We were joking around and stuff. I will never forget. Now, I, I was basically the size I am now. Maybe 10 pounds, you know, 15 pounds lighter, but basically who I am now. Uh, Carl Lester Crumpler Jr. <laughs> NFL tight end. NFL tight end. This is back when we were in college. We were probably juniors or seniors in college. For whatever reason, I remember this being like, I want to say near College Hill for some reason. We had some f- activity we were doing with the uh, incoming freshmen at the time there. It might have even been right around Todd Dining Hall because I think that was built new at that time. And Crumpler uh, Crum. <laughs> came after me <laughs> like I said something, laughed. He's like, Oh, you think that you know think that's funny. supposed be funny Yeah, kinda like a moly deal. And I start I was like oh that supposed to be funny. <laughs> he grabs me and flips me over over his shoulder like a rag doll. Like a rest like a WWE wrestling move. And I was so high because you know how tall Crump is I was so high off the ground there was nothing like I was completely powerless to do anything He was so strong and had me backwards over his shoulder with one arm, by the way, and was like spinning me around like I couldn't I couldn't get loose. And he could have done absolutely. He could have absolutely killed me at that moment. But I think he just got me dizzy. But. You
4: know
3: who my favorite ECU Titan is? Carl Estre Jr. <laughs> I changed my uh, <laughs> my answer.
9: Yeah. So it was an assault, but in a good way. like okay, uh, a fun we, assault. Yes. But we, uh, we I we was
3: going. I know you like Luke Fisher for the I, touchdown and all that, but t- the touchdown, the greatest touchdown in ECU history, clip. But there's more than that. That I'm getting to that. Oh, sorry. So, I, Devon Drew was my guy. Devon Drew finished seventy-eight catches over a thousand yards, eight touchdowns in his career. Luke Fisher scored one touchdown in the Peach Bowl, but he also had Troy one hundred and two catches in his career over 14 almost 1500 yards 11 touchdowns not only did he have the moment had a, a good career a very yeah. solid he career. he was
9: a legit great football
2: player
3: and this is 19 early 90s when tight ends are not used like Correct. they are now that's right to have those numbers you can kind of multiply those yeah so he uh he that's great numbers and, and if not for famous. an
9: injury i think would have had a great pro career
3: so there you go luke fisher yeah. uh the guy all right troy enjoyed it man that was fun Talk to you uh, Monday soon. Absolutely. All right. Good deal, Chandler. We'll see you. You working on Friday? Yeah. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, CJ Shirley, big dog coming. The the fade usually happens during football season. All right. When we need (laughs) them. Yeah. Uh, Coming up tomorrow, Will Bland, head coach of the JH Rose Rampants, will join us along with Tony Dunn, others, Morgan Ayers. What you want me to ask him about a player? No, no, no,
9: no, no. Yeah, no.
3: Is there a uh, player I should ask him about? I don't know. Maybe a young up and (laughs) comer.s Some new, they say there's some new talent on the rampant team this year. We'll get into some of the JV guys, perhaps. That's the future, the new blood, the future of the program. (laughs) All right, we'll uh, we'll talk to Will Bland, uh, Tony Dunn, Morgan Ayler's,
1: among others, on Friday. We'll talk to you then. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the pirate nation.